actually recorded with Alejandro today um, and we had like a two-hour recording which was really funny I wasn't expecting it to go that long but we just kept we, he had a long list of anime that he wanted to talk about so I, I think it was just you know one of those things but yeah I, I guess there were enough people with like weird different schedules and that's hard to lock down that I guess it kind of yeah, yeah it I was literally gonna show up and talk about one thing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was to talk about that spy spy x family show and yeah that was that's it. what i talked about that's what i ended up yeah so but uh yeah either way it's good stuff so which philip was commenting on your goku statue right there behind you you're behind oh, really? your shoulder looks good yeah this is actually uh this is saitama <laughs> sensei it's a very different anime <laughs> yeah they Have you guys uh, watch one punch man oh, i love one punch man <laughs> i was just I joking so. Oh, okay. I did the P- I did the Pikachu Nintendo thing. Um, but uh, it's like everyone's been posting pictures side by side of the episode last week of uh, Spy X Family where she punched the kid. Yeah. And it just yeah. put it side by side with Saitama punching people. And it's, yeah, like, it's the same. It's the same energy. Yeah, I love it. Have you seen that show at all, Philip? Uh, I haven't seen the latest episode, but okay. I'm okay. I'm already hyped for it. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got uh, Saitama here and then Rengoku, the donut Hashira in the back. So not the boy, no. Yeah, definitely not anime fans over here. So all right. right. Do you guys want to review the notes or are we just gonna yeehaw it? Um yeah, if we could Uh review it a little bit before we jump in there, that would probably be a a good bet. I think you might be the first person to ever ask to review the notes. Everyone's usually like, Yeah, we'll just figure it out. Let's just go. No, never (laughs) that. Never that. I'm just gonna curl up and take a nap. Well, you guys do this one. All right, awesome. Cool. Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience, then relay to you, the listener, if this game is the creme de la creme of co-op or something better off playing solo. Hey, Nave. Hey, what's up? I'm doing the uh, classic Nave maneuver of I forgot to do a Twitter thing, so I'm like asking people on Discord just uh, last second, last possible second. and so Classic Nave. Getting uh, a whole bunch of inquiries right as we speak. We have some guests. <laughs> Philip, you want to introduce the guests while I type this message out? Yes, I am very happy to introduce Nick and Will from Friday Night Gamecast. Hey, Welcome what's up, the guys? Pod. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Now, okay, so you guys are, are you guys new to the pod scene? Yeah. Yeah, this okay. is our first podcast that we we worked on together. So that's, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't think either of us have ever done anything from, from my knowledge. So, yeah. Do you guys no, have like that's just public it. speaking or like did you take yeah, public you guys speaking do. classes or what's going on? Because you guys are like way fucking better than we are currently are probably. Like you guys are doing really good. Oh, well, thank you for the kind words. Will actually, he told me that he's had several public speaking classes in yeah. college. So you know, it's got to take them in college. So just knock them out, stand up in front of people, and look out and pretend like everyone's in their underwear. So it's worked out pretty well so far. A little bit harder on the pod. Yeah, I have a funny story about that. I was like really young and I was in I was doing plays. I can't remember what the play was like Golden Goose or whatever with the egg or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I got stage fright and I heard that from my mom. She was like, hey, picture people in their underwear. And I just started laughing on stage and I couldn't fit. I couldn't get through my line. (laughs) Someone had to come save me. It was awful. I just relived a horrible memory just from that throwaway line. (laughs) So sorry, nervous. sorry. I should have thrown a trigger warning out there. My bad. Sorry about <laughs> yeah, that. Let's not traumatize <laughs> Nave during the podcast. All right. So, how about you guys give us a little bite taste of what Friday Night Gamecast is? Yeah, absolutely. So, we are a celebratory podcast um, that's mainly designed to bring everybody f- who has to work a nine to five 
um, and only has a small amount of time to gain uh, the bite-sized experience that they need. Uh, we want to focus on the games that we can play and review and give impressions on. We're not taking like two deep dives. I know there, there are guys out there who will spend entire episodes on just one game, and we will do that occasionally, but we kind of want to bring more of a celebratory mix of, hey, it's Friday, go and enjoy playing some video games. And that's just the energy that we generally want to bring to our audience. Um, so we'll talk about, you know, anything from co-op games to narrative single player titles to horror games. So we, we're trying to cover it all. That's our game plan. We definitely need that positivity after the last like four episodes. <laughs> we were on a hot street. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you did put out an interstitial episode between your main show of a pretty in-depth, I wouldn't say like spoiler review of Master Chief series, but just like, uh, I don't know, like an opinionated, opinionated journal of where the series is going so far. Oh, yeah. And I really enjoyed listening to that. I had a good time with that one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I, I started writing my thoughts down in just notes as I was watching the show because I'm seeing the show on Paramount Plus and I'm just fuming as I'm watching it. And so I started taking down notes and I'm like, this is such fucking bullshit. Now, oh, by the way, can we cuss? In the oh, yeah. Go Absolutely. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, no. Just making, covering my bases, <laughs> making sure that we're good. But yeah, and, and then I ended up like getting in the dock and writing like three to 4,000 words down. And I was like, okay, I might as well just turn this to a whole podcast and make it some, some uh, bonus episode and interstitial content. Cause I, I would like to both myself and will at some point release that type of content for people to enjoy and, and have something in between our mainstay episodes. And so we can do it about generally stuff that's peripheral to gaming, but also in that gaming space. So I thought that that was perfect for halo. It's not a spoiler cast. It has spoilers in it, but yeah, I kind of I'm, I'm pretty brutal on paramount <laughs> it's just my favorite part was him talking about it being like oh this is going to be like you know a short in comparison to a normal length and then when i'm <laughs> looking through i'm like oh this is very long this is pretty much an episode of the halo master chief series <laughs> yeah all right uh which are you guys like streamers or anything on the side yeah yeah so yeah. i i have my my twitch account um i'm, I'm nikolai at night it's part of our uh, link tree. You can find me in there. So I'll, I'll definitely send you guys that that link. So if anybody kind of wants to go check me out stream, and I was actually streaming yesterday. I, I was uh, I was playing some games that we can kind of get into here in a second. But yeah, I am I am doing some Twitch on the side. So hopefully, hopefully get some more viewers up and cross promote my content there. So yeah. Sick. All right. And with that, we have a special co-op question. We always ask our newest guest on the pod. So we'll start with you, Will you have a notable co-op memory you would like to share with our co-op partners at home? Yeah, I think for me, the notable co-op memory, I used to play a lot of Gears. I was huge on Gears back before it got rather bad towards the end here. And I just remember the first one playing through and actually coming across the uh, Berserker for the first time with my co-op partner. I was playing with some friends back in high school and it was just nuts going from a like third person over the cover kind of crazy horror shooter to a straight up horror like you're running from a monster down these to uh, corridors. So we were just like, giggling our heads off having a good time i'm always gonna remember that one that chapter is oh, yeah, iconic a good one. yep yeah my love for you is like a truck <laughs> yeah all right nick how about you co-op memory yeah so i have a i have a couple out there but 
you know, it's very much related to the in and on uh, topic for this episode. But one of my favorite co-op memories and one of my first co-op experiences was playing uh, Halo Combat Evolved with my cousin. We were probably like nine or ten when it came out around that around that time frame, kind of showing my age here. But <laughs> it's it was when that first came out and my first time ever playing in Blood Gulch and just looking at the physics and playing in that first person shooter perspective and realizing, you know, like what it means to play Halo and everything. And just the classic memory of just us fooling around, just murderizing each other over and over in Blood Gulch and just going head to head. My cousin, he's much better at games than I am. And he would constantly just kill me and obliterate me. But there would be a couple of good times I get a couple of headshots in with some snipers at range. Or um, I remember specifically one crazy time that blew my mind about how like physics works in games. The, he jumped into Warthog and was basically just doing donuts around me. And I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do. And I like ran up the hill and threw a grenade down the hill and he was driving straight at me because he was trying to get that splatter and the grenade exploded on the back end and started flipping the warthog end over end and it essentially like crushed me and pinned my body against the uh, opposing base and I got killed and I was just like this is ridiculous how did this happen and I was just like yeah that is that is halo in a nutshell for me very nice I love all of the awesome clips of putting, like, uh, in Halo Infinite, like, people with sticky grenades and then grappling uh, warthogs. Like, sticky grenade the warthog so it flips in the air, grapple it, and it just yanks you into oblivion. You just fly oh, yeah. into yeah. the outside of it. So good. Yeah. So good. All right, Nave, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I haven't really had a lot of time to play anything, so I'm still slugging through Tales of Arise. Um, uh, it's a anime JRPG, and so it refuses to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've killed God three times, so I don't know. <laughs> don't don't know what I'm doing anymore. This like game got, it got so insanely sci-fi. Like it, it has it has, and it's playing with like crazy concepts. It's like oh these these uh, science beings. You're in a spaceship above the above the Earth with like a with like a spaceship in between the Moon and you, and then there's another planet on the other side that's shooting a laser beam. I'm like what the. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then it's like, okay, all of these humans, they were all genetically engineered by these guys. And I'm like, what? And then it's like, yeah, but these guys and these guys, they're the same I thing. This you was guys a high think? fantasy game. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I was, I'm so lost. And it's, and I'm, it's, I'm no joke. It's like two hours of exposition dump, maybe 20 minutes of fighting, two more. It's like worse than Yakuza. This is like Metal Gear Solid's level of like. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm listening to so much dialogue, and I've, I've, I'm desperately trying to understand what is happening but i lost the plot like five hours ago and i still oh, and no. i don't think i'm ever going to catch back up i'm gonna have to watch a synopsis on They're youtube there's a whole the lot of way. kingdom hearts there is what it sounds like they i don't know it's like there was a whole nother game they were making that got shelved and then they were like oh just throw just throw all that lore not just, just not the, the game just the lore into the end of this game <laughs> that'll switch it up I don't know, game developers almost don't understand that lore is almost extra to the game, at least in my experience, because it's like, you can play all the Souls games with no lore and still have a good time. Or it's like, you can play Zelda and skip every cutscene and still have a good time, if you could. Most Zelda games don't let you skip Uh (laughs) cutscenes. But sometimes they just hit you back and forth in the face with the lore. They're like, you will read our Bible. And it's yeah, crazy because it's, it's like cutscene, then you have uh, character dialogue outside, and then you have a skit. I've stopped watching the skits. I love the skits up until the last like five hours I've been playing. I can't listen to them anymore because I have no idea what they're talking about. The game has skits. 
Uh, yeah. So what this what a skit is in Tales games, it's like you just pr it's uh, a button will pop up in the bottom right that says, "Hey, your party's interacting." If you want oh. to, it's like uh, interstitial like dialogue. It's like uh, comic book style in most of them, probably all okay. of them, and it's just the characters interacting. But I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> it's it's complicated. It's a complicated game. I'm glad I put that one on my backlog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The more I hear about it, the more I want to play it because I I love that stuff. I love playing near auto tomato like 19 yes. times because every time you beat it, it says, well, you didn't actually beat it. Here's the ending no. you got, but there's there's like 900 more endings out there. <laughs> like one for each letter of the alphabet, right? There is. Uh, I started I started playing near automata. Is that something that you recommend that it should finish? Because the combat was super fun. Oh, it's really good. I recommend it. I recommend near one and okay. near... Auto tomato or whatever. Well, like they're both so tomato. good. Would you recommend <laughs> yeah. doing one like old school or doing the remaster they just recently had? I don't know. I haven't played the new one, but I I still have Nave's copy of the new classic. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, hey man, this is like seven years ago. He's like, you really need to play this game. Or like he's like, I haven't played it yet, but I think you would like it. And I'm like, what? This is a four dollar GameStop game that they can't even give away. I guess I'll give it a shot. And dude, that game is fantastic. <laughs> I have like probably close to like 300 hours in that bad boy, just like replaying it every year. I just think about it all the time. I'm just like, ah, I wish I could play the old school version instead of this remaster, but it's all I've got left. And Philip refuses to give it back. Just like I refuse to give back his yeah. copy of Diablo 3. No, you, know, you have you, my coffee? No, wow, <laughs> outed himself. <laughs> it's like, you're not getting that back, Phil. I don't even know what happened, happened to it at this point. <laughs> it's just gone. Yeah. yeah. Are so, you guys in the same city? I don't want no no personal information, but like are you in the same area, central standard time? Yeah, we're like what? Texas, Oklahoma. Nine hours away from each other or something. Okay. I'm like halfway through Texas and he's in the top half of Oklahoma. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Both Will and I are here in winston-salem so we got the the kind of the luxury of being able to record together which is very nice yeah he can never hide a game from me i'll just come right over it's like 15 minutes exactly <laughs> yeah it's so weird because i didn't notice how many podcasts didn't record like in this i always thought all podcasts were like joe rogan they're just sitting right next to each other talking looking yeah. at each other in the face and so every time i listened to one before i before i had started one or anything i would always imagine they're like glancing at each other like i have i have visions of their faces i have their own face in my fucking brain it's like a whole different headcanon i have and it just changed the way that i i think about podcasts i don't know why that's so important to me but it's like man i would love to have a podcast with someone that's like right here just so that because it's it just seems like so much more of a physical like element to it it seems like it would change a whole lot are there any podcasts? Do you do you know any podcasts, Philip, that were together and then split apart, or like were split apart and then came together? Did they if that if they changed or not? I don't know. Uh, I don't really think about it that often when I'm listening to them. I don't know. Anyway, I'm playing Prey. <laughs> Prey's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Prey is really good. I can't recommend this game enough. The more I play, it's one of those like beautiful games that the more I sink my teeth into this and learn all of the little like minute details about the the physics and like it's just a it's just a sandbox and it's so open ended and it's very Bioshock like. The whole story behind this game, I can't even remember how much I've said on the podcast at this point because I'm always talking about it. But it's like the whole game. It's like your character 
Oh, I can't even talk about that. Well, anyway, it's a very <laughs> good story. I almost just spoiled a fucking crazy shit. I almost spoiled crazy no, shit. No spoilers now. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's I, really good. I remember listening to your last episode, and you were going in on it, and you were talking about how intense the actual enemy ai was in that game and how well they incorporate that throughout the different levels and how it changes over the course of time would you say now here's a question would you say it's kind of like dead space in the way that they treat their necromorphs Mm, uh not really because the 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 necromorphs are a lot more aggressive i feel like which is weird to say because dead space is a horror game and this game is more like atmospheric that so you wouldn't say it's horror um, it, it's it, there are scary moments. Like there are enemies called mimics that turn into just random objects. So occasionally you walk into a room, you'll see something move, and you're like, "Did what was that mimic somewhere?" And then you keep walking around, and eventually just jumps out and hits you. And those are they're really weak enemies, so they're only scared at the beginning of the game. But I legit was I was streaming uh, for a friend, and I legit got jump scared one time because the first time you ever wow. see an enemy called the nightmare, it it is literally just a giant. It's like those uh, super mutant uh, in Fallout 3, you know, the huge ones? Yeah, gigantic. It's like that. It's But you're in this claustrophobic space station, and it just appeared. It just went boop into existence right in front of me. And it said, the mission popped up. It said, either survive or kill the nightmare. And I'm like, what is that? And it just went, die. It just punched me and killed me. I was like, all right, well, I guess I didn't survive. Well, I recommend it. Please, everyone, play Prey. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. It is hard, though. Yeah, it's for sure on my list. For sure on my list, so I gotta watch it. Especially when, like you and some other folks are saying, it's very Bioshocky. And if anybody brings up Bioshock, then they just need to go ahead and like section off thirty minutes of their life so I can like blah about it. So yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> ready to play some prey. So I was looking at your two games, uh, Nick and Will, or your separate games, and it seems a very uh, it's it's a quite a mix. It almost looks like you have like the popcorn with Will's games, and then the actual I don't know more experiences with Nick's. Who wants to go first? You go first, well. Okay, I'll take it away. I'll t- take, start off with the popcorn. So, yeah, I think that's pretty apt as far as what I'm getting into right now. I got uh, Mar- Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is one of those things that just recently popped up on Game Pass. And by recent, I feel like it's been already a month or two, but my game schedule has been kind of nuts. Um, so I'm yeah. actually getting into that now. I'm still in the first chapter, so I'm not super far, but I'm just having a blast with what I am doing. Like so far, interacting with all of the characters, even though I'm sure some people will initially feel like they're kind of off-brand versions of the mcu characters they all interact super well i'm loving all of the dialogue so far and i feel like this version of peter quill is a lot more fleshed out than the movies are so i'm just having a blast running around listen to them banter and listen to some nice heavy metal music going on while you're shooting a bunch of enemies and just doing these combo moves uh, even inside and outside of the actual fighting the characters just interact off of each other very well so it's kind of neat getting the chance to play an mcu movie seeing as how i watch them all the time um, so I'm having a blast with that one. And then for my kind of really popcorn, like, oh, I'm not feeling like using my brain. Let me just turn it off. I've been replaying through Asura's Wrath. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. This is that the one game. I wanted to hear about. I'm that like, yeah, Guardians game. of the Galaxy, whatever. Like, Tell me about Asura's Wrath. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about just get ultra hype, it's I know it's QTE, the video game. So somebody may be listening and be like, oh, that game is so boring, da, 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 da. If you're any kind of like action movie, anime like like lover, and you just want to just get hype, like you're watching Dragon Ball Z back when you were 12 years old again in your underwear, that's exactly what that game feels like. Three episode Even, long screaming power up. Oh, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> I just fought a boss like earlier last week. Um, 
it's pretty much one of the first bosses in the game, but you fight him and he's a little bit bigger than you. So you're like, okay, whatever, big guy, you're fighting him. You're doing all these sweet moves. You end up flinging him into space and you're like, okay, that was a pretty cool fight, right? Yeah. Incorrect. Phase two, he becomes larger. He pretty much takes up the size of like a small continent. He's slamming his fist and chasing you down while you have to fight him and a giant airship that's about the size of a continent. So you're blowing both of those up. You end up doing the classic anime pose where you're both about to hit each other in midair. You literally flip him out into the atmosphere super far away. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that was a really good one. A oh lot of button mashing. I'm, I'm kind of sweating a little bit. I'm feeling good. He comes back. He's the size of the planet. He takes <laughs> one finger <laughs> and tries to crush you with all of his might. You burst five well sorry four other arms out so now you're a sixth arm menace you're punching his finger back as he's trying to crush you and then <laughs> ultimately you hit him so hard with your last remaining hand that he explodes into just showers of glimmering light and i'm like oh that was uh the second boss of the game fantastic <laughs> <laughs> so oh that game is is just crazy and like i said i'm replaying it through so it's fun being able to remember when I was like a little bit younger and now I'm still an adult. I'm like, no, it's still wonderful. It's still just watching all this craziness happen. And I'm just excited to get to fight more guys like Argus down the line and, and uh, Deus. It's going to be good. Hazura's Wrath is absolute art. It's complete. Incredible. It's so great. If you, love, if you love games like Yakuza, Azura's Wrath is right up everyone's alley. Xbox, uh, Xbox backwards compatible. Pretty sure it's on Steam and stuff. But yeah, it's great. Uh, Metal Isn't Gear Revengeance. I feel like it's on Game Pass. If it's not on Game Pass, then I I bought it and it was like three dollars, okay. like a few months back. Was it published? It wasn't published by EA. It was like a Capcom game, wasn't it? It was a Capcom game, yeah. Mm, I don't remember. I know it's on PlayStation Plus Plus expl expensive extra premium <laughs> yep. edition. I can't it remember. Was cash edition, yep. <laughs> yeah, but um, I was actually thinking about talking about Guardians of the Galaxy because I still have to go back and play that game, and I'm I'm the I'm notorious Marvel hater. Uh, but you're going to really like Mar uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I was really talked into it. Someone who I respect, like their gaming opinions. We have very similar tastes in gaming. He was very much gushing about the game. And that's what kind of pushed me over the edge. I was like, notoriously said, probably about a year ago, I would rather pay $60 for an empty plastic case than play a Marvel game. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and then I went back and I was like, okay, well, if this game goes on sale for like 40 bucks, I'll buy it. And then like a week later, it went on sale for 40 bucks. And I was like, okay, well, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Game is amazing. And that banter never stops and never gets old. Like oh, it, it never gets grinding. So uh, you're, you're definitely going to like uh, how that game plays out. I'm like right at the end. And I'm, I think I just said notorious like four times now, but also notorious for quitting games right at the end. So I, I really need to go back and get through that game. Same. Yeah, not too many flarks in there for you to, to keep you hooked. All right, Nick, what have you got? Yeah, so I have been playing two incredible games. And the first one I want to talk to everybody about is Sifu. Now, I struggle up front recommending this game for everyone because I think... I have played this enough to realize that this is definitely not going to be a game for everyone. Um, not to sound like a jerk or anything, they did do an update where they introduced a you know difficulty slider. You got master mode, which is like crazy to think about, and then they have obviously the the base game experience of what they dropped when they first released it, and then they have an easy mode, which I think. It, what the easy mode does is it makes the enemies a little squishier, and then it makes the death mechanic um, less uh, hard. 
So the whole concept of Sifu is basically it's a story about vengeance. It is Kung Fu movie, the video game. And you you basically play as the student. Your master gets essentially taken out the picture by the big bad. And your whole thing is that you recover this charm that gives you the power of immortality. So there are five levels in total. And each level represents like a different element. And each boss kind of embodies a different element, whether it's like earth, fire, um, water, uh, metal and then obviously like the last boss is air and it is just like one of these video games where it's everything about it is show don't tell you it does there's like really not any dialogue in the game other than like you know your characters running around and you're interacting with the army is like oh i can make that jump and you runs across and he jumps in this thing but it is so intense with the way that it has the action and i love the fact that they took multiple different martial arts styles and incorporated it into this one game and the battle mechanics you're pairing you're dodging it like come becomes very important as you're fighting the different bosses throughout the game where you have to learn when to dodge and when to block because if you do either in the wrong order or in the wrong way you're immediately going to get killed and then you every time you die you age up and so the whole mechanic of the game is that you start off at 20 and if you're fighting you die and you start getting older and your death counter is it goes up every time you die. And so essentially you're aging at an exponential rate. Um, if you go past 70 years old, that's game over and you have to start at the very beginning. I so, absolutely love that mechanic because I, I think it has something to do with the strength and the amount of health you have as well, right? Yeah, so you start off when you're younger and you have more abilities because you have special abilities. You can stop time and essentially choose to do a strong sweep or like a smack somebody in the eye or something so you can stun them and then take out some other enemies. But, you know, you have that full tree as you're younger and you can, you, you're pretty strong, you can hit pretty hard. But when you um, start dying and you get older, some of those abilities go away but your base power and your base strength gets a lot stronger. So you can do like people who would take you like four or five hits when you're 20. By the time you're like 40 or 50, that's like two hit kill and you take them out. But your health is also you turn into a glass cannon. So you immediately will get wiped off the face of the earth if you're not dodging and blocking the right way. That's a really cool mechanic. That's yeah, so that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's super unique. And I haven't played any of their other games. They're slow clap. And I think they made another game called Absolver. Oh, gotta play Absolver. That, yeah. Is that one of the ones I have to play? Because if I lo I love this game. I platinumed it yesterday. I finished it on stream. And you know, I can't say how much it, it meant to me to be able to get through that. And kind of a lot of the themes that they explore in the story, they it, you know, they say it's a tale about vengeance, but it's also kind of like um it's all about learning. And the gameplay is very similar to the style of how Dark Souls, it teaches you patience and it teaches you how to apply different concepts in the gameplay. And then that kind of weaves into the story a little bit. So really, really just a piece of art as a whole. So strongly recommend if you're okay as a gamer and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, you know, difficulty levels, you know, I, I kind of want to stay away from, just know that they do have a difficulty slider. And if I can beat it, y'all can too. So. That's where I'm at with that. And then the other game that I just played last night, which is just mind-boggling that I haven't played this before, is Journey. Um, so this is a, a company, a game that was developed by a studio called That Game Company that I don't know. I don't know any other 
actual games that they've put out but this one is incredible it's it's just a journey and you're just you play as this little dude who has a scarf and you're in you start off in the desert and you're running around and you ultimately it's really cool how they implement this mechanic but it is technically a co-op game because you're playing and as you play at a certain point the game doesn't tell you but it match makes you with another player and at first i thought i was running around with ai but then this like character mm-hmm. starts behaving in ways that are a lot more intelligent than ai and so i'm playing on stream and i'm talking to people in my chat and they're like oh you got a friend and i was like oh yeah it's just ai and and then this per this character starts doing stuff that's like n- much smarter than, yeah. than ai in general i was like oh that's another human being that they match made me with and i was playing and it was really sad i got towards like right before the very end of the game and we had a power surge in my apartment and my entire setup shut down midstream and i was like no it was it was the worst experience i've ever had actually streaming on twitch ever because i had like it was so funny i had like five or six people in my chat that were talking to me and that's like the most i've ever had usually i'm lucky if i get like one or two will and his wife sarah will usually join in and check out whatever i'm playing occasionally but yeah it's a great game the music is uh, made by Austin Wintry, and he is kind of known in the video game community as like one of the better composers. And let me tell you, the sound design and the music in this game tells the whole story. Uh, so yeah, it's a must Absolutely. play if you haven't. It's a two hour long game, so there's no reason why you can't play it. On yeah, the, on the my backlog of, uh, of Austin, uh, whatever his name is, I can't remember. What was it again? Austin, Austin Wintry. Uh, Austin Wintery. He uh, has a lot of his uh, video game compositions on Spotify, and you can sort by album. And each album is, you know, you can have Journey and all the other. Was it Flower? He has. He's made a lot of uh, a lot of soundtracks, and it's really nice. Like sometimes I'm delivering mail and listening to those Flower soundtracks, just pretending I'm not at work. That's saying you just set up my work mix. It's really cool. That game, I also had the same experience though with the uh, thinking that person was an AI. In that game, you can ping, right? You can make like a boom boom, like like thing on yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you I can. would, I, I remember the moment I saw him. I I just do things all the time like that. If I if you give me the ability to interact, I'm gonna interact in stupid ways just to try and mess <laughs> the game up. Yeah. But I was I would I would ping like a hundred times, and then the other person was like pinged once. I ping like a hundred times and then they just started pinging a hundred times. We're just spamming pinging. And then I'm sitting there going, did it learn that? Did this game learn spam the ping? But no way. It reminds me of a game called Abzu. Have you ever heard of that game? Yep. They play very similar. Uh, They, they are very similar games. And in that game you have little robots and you can also ping for whatever reason. I don't think that ever comes up. I don't know why you can ping, but you can ping and your robot buddies will ping back. And they'll ping back patterns too. So if you sporadically ping, they'll ping sporadically back at you. And I'm just like, that's kind of cool. Though. Always doing it. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, Nate. Yep. I'll step in with uh, my game, which is also a game that was on your list. Old school RuneScape. Talk I'm about a game that this. <laughs> yeah does not hit you with lore. I'm not sure if there is lore in this game. What you didn't is play the Romeo the and Juliet line? mission? <laughs> okay, that's just is like none of the lore is like, hey, this is all the stuff that happened in the Old Kingdom. All the lore seems to consist of, hey man, old Jeremy the wizard over in the wizard tower down the street. You need to go down here and talk to him to get a key so I can unlock my grandfather's safe or something like that to get our family sword out of it. And I think to myself, why is Greg the wizard in the wizard tower? 
but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why there's a wizard tower down the road. I go down there. The wizard. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just walk in. We just do stuff. I see a whole bunch of wizards on the ground floor and they're you're able to attack them and just murder. I murder about six of them. Go upstairs. Talk to Greg. And I'm like, hey, what up, Greg? And he's like, good. You're here. I'm like, yeah, I just murdered half of the (laughs) younglings downstairs. Are we not going to talk about that? No, it's not important. Yeah. But RuneScape's good. Uh, we're probably going to do that next week since we're playing it together. Together, nice. nice. We're yeah. playing it at the at the same time period. But <laughs> I'm fighting cows and getting cow-eyed, and Philip was like, "This sucks," and he fucking left me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I was like, "It's fine. I'll just be rich." And he's like, "You fool! My character model's a woman, so I already have a million gold from the stranger." <laughs> he played me, dude. I'm over here fucking off with the cows for like the tenth hour. Dave. You know, God, God. We'll talk about it more, but talk about getting like speed running a what was it, RuneScape boyfriend. I got propositioned within the first like ten minutes of us playing that game. He's like, You got a significant other? What? Oh, it and was I'm great. Like, yeah, like right at the beginning. Incredible. He's like, I've already had so much interaction in in this game than I had in Elder Scrolls and all the other MMOs I've ever played. Yeah. All right, and then I'm working on my backlog, and I played old Nickelodeon Kart Racers Grand Prix 2, and that game is poo-poo-pee-pee, very oh, no. bad. <laughs> I, I was waiting on you to be like, it's surprisingly good. Nope. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I love my car racers. Like, if anybody can recommend the best car racer that you can find for X-Bone, because right now I'm dead set that sonic sega all-star racing transform 2 is the best kart racer on x-bone is it better than crash team racing if i keep is it better than crash team racing it can't be right is it on xbox i think it is i think i think crash team racing is on xbox like the new one not the old one of course oh there's a new one see i didn't know there was a new one they remastered it like it's not like a Mm -hmm. new i'm sorry not to get your hopes up it's not two part two electric boogaloo no i think they just remastered the original okay because i I played the original racing oh come on man almost diddy kong racing so unbalanced like once you get like just the airplane wins all the time if you can fly you win oh i forgot what i was gonna say oh yeah uh just wait for a year and that and that crash team racing will be on game pass so high five I hope for so. the activision thing yeah uh do not get nickelodeon car racers grand prix 2 it's terrible you heard it here folks official <laughs> yeah yeah from a, from right. a car I'm racer connoisseur yeah. Okay. Well, they just do so many terrible things. Like, for instance, like I get in there and I'm like, oh, look at, I can't wait to play as all my favorite Nickelodeon characters. They only give you like six to start with. And I'm like, I guess I'm playing you as cat dog. Them? Yeah. You have to unlock every one of them. Well, and who's I'm not like, playing as cat dog? I know. Right. So I'm like, I'll, I'll be cat dog. Cat you go dog in there. Coded. Yeah. You got to play as cat dog. One of my favorites. Wait, and how do they sit on in... the cart? Do they just elongate along the cart or are they like a horseshoe? Both they do the horseshoe. Forward? They're both looking like forward. It. I don't like it. Yeah, and each of them has one hand on the steering wheel. I like it again. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Wait, so who, who who's hitting the pedals then? What's going on here? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's big brain. What if it's like the elite, that. the Xbox Elite they controller got paddles? with the paddles? Yeah, oh, the, yeah. The, the break. Uh, yeah. That's dangerous. <laughs> all right, but so they have. I'm like, all right, let's look at the Grand Prix. You know, in Mario Kart, they have all the courses. They are each unique in their own little uh circuit right they're like oh this is the mushroom circuit it's got super mario course it's got peach course whatever you know bowser course it goes down the list everyone has their own course and this they're like hey we got like nine different circuits and i'm like incredible look at all this content then i look they only have like six maps in the whole game and they just like (laughs) recycle them around 
so that like oh like bikini bottom as a racetrack is in four different circuits so i'm like Mm. so i'm just replaying it for no reason like they're just changing the combination of each time they definitely had a budget at a certain point and they were going to be like we're going to make different courses for every single circuit and they were like no you get one you get one one set that's it the classic lazy where it's like bikini bottom at but night. reversed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At night. Yeah. Bikini bottom during the well, you're day. Talk, yeah. You're talking about Overwatch 2? Oh, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> that's a, that's a right. whole different episode. Oh, my God. I saw that and I was just like, I cannot believe. I'm so glad I jumped oh. off the boat well before this time. <laughs> no. I saw Chris Reagan post a video. He was just like, all, they, all they just they resold the content by just moving the sun a little. <laughs> I'm like, great. People are going to shell out for it for sure. All right, that's enough Nickelodeon. Nave, what did you buy? Because you're always looking for those hot deals. What did you bring to the oh, pod to show this week? Nothing. I spent my money on alcohol. Um, this. It, what's weird is, uh, so on Xbox, I'm not sure how it works on PlayStation, uh, but you have a little wish list, and you just, all you have to do is go to your wish list, and it'll immediately be like, hey, you have two things on sale. So I just go, whoop, and fucking find them. But for the past like month and a half, I haven't had a single thing that I have on my wish list go on sale. Like, it's Xbox incredible. Sony, they, they know that it's backlog season, and so they're like, fuck you, Nave. Some, you don't summertime. get anything for sale. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I get, yeah, I got absolutely nothing. But so my friends were like, my friends came over. They're like, hey, we're going to go out and drink. We're going to play Magic the Gathering. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But uh, they took me to Cane's, uh, Raising Cane's. Fucking holla, that shit's delicious. But um, the... We're sitting there, and they're like, actually, we're not going to play Magic. We're going to help uh, our friend over here make a D&D character. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like the most boring shit I could ever like imagine <laughs> anyone fucking going. I, why would I proactively go to someone making a D&D character? Because it's like, I'm not involved in that in any way. I'm not involved in a creative way. That's, so, that's a very intimate experience between a DM and a person. So it's like, we have whiskey. And I'm like, all right, well, fucking sign me up. Let's fucking go. I went out and drank and just listened to two nerds talk about which god of death they fucking follow their uh warlock or whatever fuck i don't know that sounds like a really spicy evening name yeah yeah it's good to have a it's hobby I definitely, <laughs> that's what that's what uh i'm saying basically i definitely get laid uh this whole this whole thing opened my eyes because i love one of my favorite podcasts is dungeons and daddies and so i'm like oh i fucking love D- uh dungeons and dragons it's hilarious Turns out I'm very surface level Dungeons and Dragons. I turns out I never actually played Dungeons and Dragons. I just was a barbarian and I tried to people's elbow from the top rope every fucking fight I saw. So it was like I didn't I mean, play counts. it correctly, I guess. <laughs> that counts. That definitely <laughs> counts. Yeah, hundred percent it counts. It just depends on your table at that point. Yeah. As long as you didn't play with the warlock and get the main character syndrome, you're hundred percent good. There you go. All right. Uh time for news and updates for the pod. Nave, we're number seventy eight. In Canada for video games category, we're moving up in the world. Yo, congrats, boys! Kudos. Is that <laughs> real? That is real from iTunes. So thank you, our Canadian listeners in iTunes. We're here to give you that quality gaming content in Canada. Yeah. And with that, let's move into our Patreon. I want to thank our patron boys, old Michael Superbacker and Pinecone. Thanks, boys. We couldn't do without you. And for everyone that is a coward and not subscribed to us on Patreon. <laughs> instead of yeah instead of uh following us on patreon or whatever you do with patreon how about you go make sure you do a quick little listen to friday night gamecast spread the love appreciate it yeah Yeah. click give us a follow 
also also give these give these two wonderful people money. They they deserve more money on their Patreon so they can keep giving you better and better content. He's saying that because he can see my living room and how shanty no, town it is. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. For, name. for just five dollars a month, you too. <laughs> Help protect this right, man. Do the Twitter thing. All right. So uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about Halo Reach after the break, but we're going to see what our boys over in, what is that, Discord had to say, because I forgot to do the Twitter thing. Uh, Tyler from Switch It Up said, it was the only, everyone's talking about Halo Reach. I don't know if I've mentioned the game. It says, it was the only Halo I played before Infinite, and the campaign at least was damn good. Never delved into multiplayer, but the story was fantastic. That sounds like some blasphemy. Never played the multiplayer in Halo Reach. How is it possible? Mm. How is it possible? Tyler, switch it up. Go play the multiplayer. Yeah, it's still open. Get the Master Chief Collection. Pay that money. Mm. So good. Pay that $1 for your first month of Game Pass. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Tass... Uh-oh. What have I done? Tastanaki. Did I screw that up? Anyways, Play, uh, Play Cube Gamecast. Says nice. the noble team lived up to its name by dying the most noble deaths possible. Spoiler alert for anyone <laughs> <laughs> all the it's way. It's too late. It's too late for y'all. If you don't know that happens, it's yeah. yeah. Get get over yourselves. What I wonder what happened to Reach? What happened to that planet? Why don't we ever go back oh, there? Yeah. Well, what nice. about all these prequel characters I've never heard of? Why That's don't they crazy. show up again? It's crazy. Uh, he says all the way up, uh, all the way up to your character's final last stand at the end. We're gonna get into that fucking last stand. One of yep. the best, most memorable endings to any video game ever, if I might Agreed. say so myself. Frey from Between Two Gamers, or it's, is it Frey? I think, is that what it's, I think it's Fruey. Fruey, yeah, I think it autocorrected. So I think it screwed up the other name too. I'm sorry, everybody. But um, underrated Halo game, love the Noble Team. So the whole time I was like copy pasting this shit into the, into the notes, like shambling it together. But I'm like standing in front of my camera just on my phone while our guests are talking. I'm like, I feel like a piece of shit. I feel like a piece of shit. Just trying to fucking do it as fast as possible. <laughs> yeah, you're frantically doing it. It looks good though. You make it look good. Yeah. All right, Philip, so, take us out. Yeah, thanks for that write-in. Uh, before we get to the meat though, our I guess our new segment, our little hors d'oeuvre, is we check the reviews for the game. And surprise, compared to our last like three games we've checked the reviews for, which have all been terrible, People actually really like Halo Reach. Woo-hoo. It has a, a user school score of 8.4, which is incredibly high yeah. for Metacritic. I almost feel like this game is in that that little that nest that like Ocarina of Time is in, yeah. where it doesn't matter how bad it is or if there's any real flaws. People are just going to be like, 10 out of 10, best game I've ever played. It's the last thing Bungie touched. It has to be gold. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like it's yeah. the it's the be best. Good. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about that a lot when we were playing the game. I was like, this is like some this is symbolically like Bungie handing over the Halo franchise to Microsoft. Oh and Phil's like, shut up! <laughs> Every <laughs> single time something would happen. It would yeah. be like Cat handing uh, like a walkie-talkie to Carter, and it's like, oh, this is just like the handoff of the franchise. <laughs> I, hate <laughs> I hate that so much, Nave. That's stupid. It's the, we're the I'm the worst person to play video games with, like guaranteed. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll hit the meat. Bum, 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 bum. Music plays. All right, do you guys need a bathroom break or anything? Oh, I don't. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I don't need I a bathroom break. Good. But like I was checking earlier, do you not have a uh, charger for this thing? 
oh shit is it is yeah it dying? that's what i said earlier when i looked over I and i was you. muted i was like i got you you got a plug and you were just yeah. like uh. <laughs> he's like did you say do you want drugs <laughs> exactly <laughs> he just shrugged his shoulders he's like you trying to do a bump on stream i'm like uh <laughs> no i'm just this thing says low battery your macbook will sleep soon and i was like uh <laughs> i'm gonna be mid talk yeah guys this is <laughs> It'd absolutely not be the first time we just lost That's someone in the middle of kind of it's pretty hilarious the quality of the camera whenever the power the low power mode yeah went on. low power mode yeah yeah because it, it really looks like he's censored <laughs> he's got copyrighted material he can't display on zencaster so they just censored him out i was wondering what the hell happened now i didn't want to sound like a dumbass and ask this on like you know while we were still recording or while what we were including in the show but for the user score on metacritic does it go to 10 out of 10 or is it is it 9 out of 10 it goes to 10 out of 10 okay cool i figured as much i just wanted to make sure because yeah 8.4 is pretty high i thought it would be higher though i would have thought like it would be the reverse like the metacritic score would be lower but the actual user rating would be higher but kind of like you said i mean it's still still pretty high comparably speaking you know with those user scores people just come in and be like zero out of ten i hate microsoft yeah pretty much that's what i'm saying (laughs) like people love to review bomb on metacritic so if they have a high score on metacritic that's like whoa they did it boys yeah it's great honestly that's what i do i wait till philip says i like this game and i immediately go onto my metacritic hater review like uh account and i just zero it immediately (laughs) (laughs) just counter me out i did my part did you (laughs) sincerely knave I fucking hate this yeah, game. Little Starship Troopers pops up. I'm doing my part. Yes, <laughs> fuck you, Philip. I think it was every single review. Every single review. Did you do that for I don't play bad games. No, there was one dude who gave it like a 10 out of 10. And he's like, this game's actually a 6 out of 10. But I just really wanted to outdo all the haters or something along those he lines. He called them incels. The, and the like, incels. When I hear that Accurate. word, my skin crawls. I'm like, <laughs> what a move. And, and we're, we're back. back. Yeah. It. All right. So, Halo Reach, developed by old Bungie, the, the original Halo Boys, and so published by... the only Halo developer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> published by Microsoft back in 2010, experienced the tragic and heroic story of Noble Team, a group of Spartans who, through great sacrifice and courage, saved countless lives in the face of impossible odds. The planet Reach is humanity's last line of defense between the encroaching covenant and their ultimate goal the destruction of earth if it falls humanity will be pushed to the brink of destruction hell yeah yep, that's reach actual shivers yeah yeah no this this game is incredible so absolutely fantastic let's talk back to like kind of our experience with the game because this this has a legacy at this point let's start with you will uh do you remember like the first time you played reach yep so I can kind of break it up into two. I feel like we might talk about multi a little bit, but just to get like my initial impressions for both, I do remember playing the single player. Um, of course, way back younger when it first came out. And I don't know. I still, to this day, after replaying it, I'm like, yep, it hit just like it did back when I was younger. Just the oh, yeah. story going through that kind of Dirty Dozen style felt really, really cool. Even though you see these characters and like we had kind of said before, you don't hear about them before and they pop up now. I'm like, okay, I shouldn't get attached. But you do. You got to get a tag. Yeah, you, you get them. You know, between, you know, Carter, of course, George, just because it's awesome seeing another nice Spartan 2 being out into the fray, running around with all the other threes. Emil just being way too cool for school. He's that character where you're like, oh, this guy's like an edgelord. He's got a skull on his helmet. He yeah. talks in one sentences and he's so cool. I hate it. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just fun. So uh, it, it really just felt like slipping back into like that kind of childhood mode replaying through the story mode because I just had a grin on my face the whole time. 
And then um, same with the, with the multiplayer. It For me, it had a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, man, I'm super excited. It looks cool. And for me in function, a lot of it didn't hit. I'm sure I'll bring it up a little bit later. Uh, but still, it was the last time Bungie really got a crack at the multi. And there was a lot of stuff that did work in especially doing that uh, like elites versus Spartans mode that they had. It was really fun. Yeah. What was it called? Invasion? I think it was Invasion. Like yeah. yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. All right, Nick, how about your experience with the game? Oh, man. So I vividly remember the launch of this game uh, because of how special it was that I actually got my hands on it. Um, I was a broke college boy uh, going to Appalachian State University, and it was uh, fall semester, or it was like right like closer to the end of fall semester. I don't remember when in 2010 it came out. Um, but it was, you know, right when I started my freshman year, and um, the local GameStop was having a competition uh, to prepare for the launch and they basically were hyping up the game and then, so what they did is they had a halo 3 tournament a multiplayer tournament and and so essentially and they only and this was before like you know digital games were a thing i'm again outing myself in terms of my age but like buying games digitally just wasn't a thing back then and so yeah. they had a limited number of copies in stock and they were like hey you know if you're a part of the team that wins this halo 3 tournament you're guaranteed the first like 10 spots in line um, and so, uh, you know, I played, I played like the first, you know, a few rounds and I'm, I'm like not great at multiplayer, but, uh, my, my actual, like my friends who were on the floor and we were all like Halo fanatics, they were very, very good. And I essentially got carried to the final round um, <laughs> and they won. It was like, it was crazy. Cause I was a part of it and I was dying a bunch. I was probably dragging the team down, but, um, they, they were, we were working on through just, you know, big team Slayer. And we initially just just won, and we got there. And you know, I was everybody was like, you know, we were. I remember vividly walking out of the store, like with the game in my hand, and, and like walking in and be like, "Fuck yeah, we got a copy!" And everybody was standing. Around, I was like, "Yeah!" And it was it was crazy. It was very very hype, and I didn't sleep at all that night. I played through maybe like half of the story, and then before I finally passed out and then skipped my 9 a.m. class to continue playing Halo Reach, which was yeah, it was great. So. Um, yeah, I mean, this this game as a whole is just a testament to how good Bungie is. And, like, you know, for the technology that they had at the time, just they did so much with this that oh, you could tell, you know, Halo 1 through 3 really set them up for. And even, even like, you saw it happening in ODST, how ODST was more of a cinematic experience. You weren't playing as a Spartan anymore. But a lot more importance in that game was, like, invested into the dialogue between the characters and, you know, the, the set pieces that you see as you're playing through the game or, like, the ending cutscenes and everything that's happening. And I think that's kind of the strength of what this game gives you is, like, the whole interaction and the dialogue between Noble Team really, really shines in this. So... Probably one of my favorite in my top three for, for Halo for sure. Dang, that was awesome. There's like a, it, whenever you were in the midnight launch, was there anyone driving around the parking lot yelling, Reach gets glassed? <laughs> oh, no. Thankfully not. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't know at that point if um, the Eric Nyland novel was like popularized or like that many people read it. I know I definitely read it after i played this game it was only until later that i picked up a lot of the halo stories um but uh but yeah i was surprised yeah it wasn't it wasn't spoiled at all so this was i mean you you know if you ever play comedy golf like what happens to reach but um but yeah so it's it's definitely a good look all right nave uh, our story probably kind of like intersects a lot because i remember we went all in with i remember i got the collector's edition or whatever because it came with the flaming skull that you could get if you bought like the 
$200 version of the game that came with the statue, <laughs> the big giant statue. Yeah, <laughs> I went all in on this. I think I think I was working then. Like, maybe we're, when did this game out? 2010? Yeah, I was in, I had my own money. I was working the movie theater. I was you had adult making money. that bank. Yeah. Dollars, big dollars. <laughs> <And> <laughs> big <like>. money. <laughs> that collector's edition Halo Reach. What and, came in that? What was included in that? Uh, it, like, you know, Halo 3 had the helmet, right? Yep. I uh, still got the helmet. They had this huge statuette that had all of Noble Team just all played up. I ended up, I think I gave it away because it, it took up way too much space because it was huge. Like, it was like a giant box. Trump That's Evan chat, boys. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, know. I, I didn't get the game uh, on launch because I was a poor boy. So I would just go over to Philip's house and experience the multiplayer goodness that is Halo Reach. And about, it was about. A week and a half later, when I eventually got my own copy, so I wanted to play the story mode, and I, of course, played it co-op with a bunch of boys. One of our friends who we've had on the podcast already, uh, Aaron, uh, we talked about this in the Dark Souls 3 episode he was on, but he spoiled this game for me. While we were playing, he would mo- every single time someone was about to die, he'd be like, this guy's about to die. Watch this. Yo. My favorite one was he was in the middle of like a conversation. He was like in the middle of a conversation with his girlfriend at the time. And then he's like, oh, by the way, cat's about to get shot. She's about to die. Look, babe. And then and I'm like, <laughs> I thought right I was now. safe. <laughs> How could he do this to you? That doesn't sound like a friend to me, Nate. <laughs> but it, 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 the other famous one was, well, have you guys played Gears of War? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, so, yeah. well, okay, so well, like, the, comprehensively, the, the obvious spoiler of uh, what happens to Dominique Santiago right before, like it, during the gunfight, he's like, "Hey, this this shit's about to go down. Watch this." Uh, hey, Nave, Dom's about to die. I'm like, "No, you're stupid. That's not gonna happen." And then the music plays, off, and I'm like, cut him off. <laughs> "And I was always player two. I was so connected. I was Louis. He was he was my Luigi. Like I was oh, always no. player two. Philip was always Marcus. I was always Dom, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pain. You gotta cut him out of your life, Nave. That, you that, that negativity, like a healthy relationship. That's a whole lot yeah. of negativity <laughs> right there. But yeah, the uh, I didn't I didn't have a whole lot of like attachment to the story the first time I played through it. I definitely got so much more out of it as an adult replaying this game because I've I've probably played Halo three like four hundred times. Nice. Like the story mode, yeah. like Halo Two, yeah. the same. I play, I played them so many times, and Halo Reach, I didn't play the story that much, because I had Xbox Live at that point. I, I played through it like a couple of times, beat it on Legendary. I'm like, okay, whatever. And now every time we go back on the Master Chief Collection, it's always get achievements, just to get speed runs or to get lasso. We're not doing lasso because that sucks. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> Thank but, you. I was um, like, please don't. <laughs> yeah, experience. I didn't ever sit down and suck it. Suck it. What was I just about to say? Yeah, oh no, on. I ruined it. But I was gonna suck it, <laughs> suck the experience in. Yeah, the game itself is stunning, and we're gonna get into it. But I'm gonna let Philip speak. Yeah. So this game, when we get, we went back and replayed it. I'm not sure how you guys prepared for this pod, but me and Abe sat down, and over two days we played through the whole game. And I think it only took us like maybe six, seven hours to clear the whole game, if that. Yeah, that's the, the exact same thing we did. We played through the like all the part times are like beat it under twenty minutes, so each mission's like twenty minutes, and there's roughly ten missions to play. So right, yeah. Uh, I went down, and as I was taking notes, I just did it by level, so that I figured we could just hit this because each level really is like a perfect taste of Halo. Like yeah. get that nice Master Chiefy flavor in there. 
So let's just go through it. Uh, Noble Actual. This is where we find uh, our main character, Noble Six, who is a uh, Oni blacklisted spook. We don't talk about like what he's been doing. The, the, the hyper yeah. lethal Spartan, yeah. only other hyper lethal Spartan in existence. He's right yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. Cat, <clears throat> Cat read uh, his uh, papers, all the stuff that wasn't redacted. Let's talk about the brilliant decision that Bungie made with their final outing in Halo. While uh, with allowing you to bring your multiplayer custom Spartan into the yeah. campaign, yep. like how brilliant is this? They've always they've always had their mind like on the future. Every like almost even with Destiny, every single major multiplayer aspect that has been implemented like in the modern era, besides battle royale, has come straight from the brain of the Bungie developers. Now I'm not gonna sit here and profess to say that like I am a you know Destiny or Destiny two fanatic or anything in that regard i don't know that many people who are i have like one person i know who plays destiny 2 with regularity but um but yeah i mean this this was that game where they started they started really figuring out what people in the multiplayer community wanted and implementing that um on top of their already like narrative design chops and tying directly back to bringing that multiplayer character like into the single player as well, did uh, Philip and Navy, either of you have any kind of like kooky, crazy looking Spartans when the cutscene was booting up? Or did it take you a, a couple of missions to like switch it up before they started looking wild? Uh, my Spartan has always been pretty generic. I don't know <laughs> if it's just a holdover from Halo like two and three when you like the craziest armor was like the Hayabusa. Mm -hmm. But I've always been like my cannon Spartan is always pretty standard. I always make them like crimson or red or maroon or whatever they want to call the darkish red color. Like that has always been my go-to Spartan. It's hilarious. And then he's I, always like, he's like default, but make it red. But and he's like, red. all right, perfect. <laughs> that's how he's in. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need to bleed. No, it's funny because uh, we were booting it up and we were looking at it and like I went in and when you're playing in the Master Chief collection, they give you those little points where you can buy different pieces of cosmetics from all the different seasons. And I was like, yeah. oh, what looks really cool? I'm like, oh, there's a, a skull face with a giant crown on top. I'll go ahead and pick that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I had like the red and white going on. And then when I booted up the mission, you know, you see your character and then your co-op partner sees their own character. But when you're actually running around, like Nick looks over at me, he's like, what the hell? Yo! <laughs> Just looking like the Grim Reaper running around with yeah. an AR-15. He literally looks like Sauron. Like the Sauron <laughs> from the intro of Lord of the Rings. And he's running. I'm like, okay, this that's Halo for you. Yep, that's the thing. You gotta love it. <laughs> Uh, we played the first half just me and Philip, and the uh, the second half we played with our friend uh, Jesse, and he had a crazy looking Spartan. And whenever he joined our game, he looked at both of us, and he was like, "Yeah, Navy look pretty cool, kind of generic." And then he looked at Philip, and he's like, "Is is Philip default?" Like, this was so <laughs> disgusting. Ew, boo it's this man. <laughs> oh it's okay if it's intentional, right? Uh, exactly, exactly. You're a purist. You're a Halo purist. The Halo, the Halo Reach armor, you can do all the the original variations for free without messing with the Battle Pass, right? Because I don't think I ever spent money on Halo Reach stuff on the Battle Pass. Or maybe I did. I was drunk one night and I just forgot. Because my character is suited up. But he's suited up with all original stuff. Yeah, I feel like in the old school one, you could just kind of rock everything. You know, just change it up and it didn't really cost any money or do everything. When I've been trying to go through with the actual like Master Chief collection, a lot of my stuff is locked as far as the normal gear, which is why I went and bought the crazy stuff from like the battle passes that were, you know, included. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if maybe you go through and play more of the single player and they unlock pieces for you, or maybe playing multiplayer will unlock pieces. I think it's both. I think it's if you put a time in, they'll just keep giving you points that you can do to unlock the the different 
you know, the different uh, collectibles and, and cosmetic yeah, items. They have a lot. There's a huge amount of collectible yeah. options for even just Reach. And of course, with the MCC, you know, you have all the different games and they all have different Spartan armors. It's crazy. Do you guys yeah, have I, a favorite uh, helmet, like a favorite hel- helmet style from like Halo 3, Halo Reach? Nick, you got one? Oh, uh, 100%. Like, I'm torn on that one. That's a really good question, by the way. I really, really like um, the EVA helmets. I think they just look super cool in sci-fi and real estate. And, and also, like, that whole, like, the, I, I guess, I don't know if people call it Ava or is just EVA. This is not Evangelion podcast. But um, <laughs> I... I really like that one, and I also like the um, the recon one, where it's kind of more angular, but it's also very streamlined. It's like and it's got that one like small visor that you can see out of. I really like that. The Daffy um, Duck helmet. Yeah, yeah that exactly one looks like. As you know, when Daffy Duck gets his head shot by the by the sh- Elmer Fudd shotgun, or am I thinking of Donald? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as far as me, so I like swing like a pendulum between kind of boring looking and then just incredibly garish and ostentatious so we got the hayabusa <laughs> that we talked about you know a little bit there before like it just looks so cool i remember playing halo 3 and like unlocking the full hayabusa set and i'm like i will never wear anything else until this, this game it. dies <laughs> this, is, this is it especially when they, they let you put like you know the sword on your back and you had yeah, a flaming skull and i'm just like okay we're done here wrap it up we're done yeah. i'm gonna wear this forever so you got the hayabusa helmet and then there's also um, the just classic ODST helmet. It just looks super nice, ODST, you know, nice and sick. angular. Uh, and of course, it just reminds me of playing ODST, which is one of the, you know, another one of those great Halo games as well. So I just love seeing that in any kind of medium. As Philip probably <laughs> remembers, I was ODST till I die. I rocked ODST really? Halo 3 long before. I saw that one. I was like, that's the one I fucking want to do. I thought the ODST guys were fucking awesome. Are they, yep. Aren't they in Halo 2 as well? They yeah, are. You, there's a whole ODST yeah. mission. Yeah, first so in the hill, baby. Yeah, fee first. It's like I I don't know what it is about the ODST helmet. I'm rocking the ODST helmet in uh in Halo Infinite right now. Like nice. I don't think I'll ever take yeah. it off. The only reason I ever took it off uh, in three was because I unlocked the security helmet, and I thought it looked interesting, but also it was hard to get, and I didn't ever really see people wearing it because everyone was wearing Hayabusa helmet because yep. that was another one that you had to unlock. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to wear the security one, and it kind of grew on me. It's kind of just bulbous. You kind of look like a bug. It's a big bubble head, right? Yeah, yeah. security <laughs> is kind of cool. I like that one. Yeah, but shout out to the 343. I know all of us here have beef with 343, but at least I think what we can say is shout out to them for having the first battle pass be all about Halo Reach and acknowledging their roots for the achievements that Bungie you know, had up front because you know, Infinite wouldn't be... I mean... It, it is fun, you know. The multiplayer is all right. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hit on it too much. I haven't, finished, <laughs> I haven't finished the campaign. I know we'll finish the campaign, but um, yeah, I mean, at least it, we see that acknowledgement there, which I appreciate. I right, lassoed, I lassoed Halo Infinite. So yeah, okay, you talk about it worst. every pod. I know it was. No, <laughs> just understand no. that I lassoed it. <laughs> so I figured that right, that's one of the things deal. I'll have on the, uh, <laughs> the whenever they have the co-op come out in 2025. I figure that's going to be yeah. something that you'll hop on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm be hyped yeah. for that. that oh, so that. it's going to be our fourth Halo Infinite episode, I think. How many do Ugh. we have? It's so many. So we did one for like the flight. We did one for like the beta. We did one for like uh, just when the game came out. And I think we did another one just whenever. I don't know. It's because we talk about the game a lot. So let's talk about Noble Actual. The only note I put in Wait, here Phil, was the didn't talk about your helmet. What? It's going to oh, be yeah. Mark 7, isn't it? Or Mark 5. No. I like the CQC one from Halo 3, but one. the problem is, Ooh, is, is they, they made it weird in um, like 
pretty much every Halo since. I feel like they can't like kind of like made it weird because it was one of the few helmets where you could have your secondary color on your helmet. Mm-hmm. So I'd always pick like I'd have like dark red and then like white or something like that. And you would have like the extra white at the top of your visor that like go back. And I'm like, yo, that's really cool. Most of the other helmets are just one color plus your yeah. visor color. Yeah. So to have an extra shade, I always appreciated that. But I I think it might be like you have to pay for it in Infinite right now. So too never rich for my it. blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm never getting it. Yeah. He's like, how the, the, the tables with the turned. It went from, oh, yeah. I'm getting the 200 Halo Reach edition to it's like, there's no way I'm paying for that helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Things change. I remember Halo 4 and 5. Don't, I didn't, you can't forgive those ones. Nope. No. Bungie was amazing at aesthetic though, because like, wow, like everyone, everyone just had a wide variety of like answers for the helmets just then. And it's like, that speaks volumes for their ability to, or their artist's ability to, uh, just convey personality through something as mundane as something you slap, you slap onto your head, right? Mm-hmm. It's something you yeah. never see in the video game. Yeah. Other people are seeing it, but that's how you want to be represented. And everyone, it, there's no like two helmets that everyone always goes to. Mm-hmm. There's a wide variety of them. But they don't have cat ears, so fuck them. Three, four, three oh, is better. Oh, no. 343 yeah, is better ears. because of the cat oh. ears. <laughs> My name is Guns vs. Kittens on Oni. Xbox. <laughs> 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 Gotta stand out somehow. What were you going to say, Philip? I was just going to bring us back to Noble Actual. This is our first taste of Reach. We drop in. Uh, we're with our Spartan gang, and we're going to go take care of some insurrectionists or something. I don't remember why we were there. But it turns out this might just be a pretense to get all the Spartans on Reach because we're protecting an artifact, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then we see the emus sprinting at us full speed. <laughs> and, and then Will starts murdering. You gotta start karate chopping him in the neck. You got to. Yeah. You have to. Come on. They came right at me. Just, what are they supposed to do? I think about the canon of like cat like hypes up Noble Six so much. Like half this guy's list is like confidential blacklist. Like we can't talk about his past operations. And then first thing you do is you're out there with your handgun, just capping emus left and right. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. It was horrifying. It's like what? It's like for one, what did those things do to him? Or he's so mad. What does he know that I don't? When he's killing the shit out of those things. Yo, number two is haunting. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is also where we get the slow drip taste of the Covenant on Reach, where in the yeah. beginning, I think it might be only on Legendary, they have that one invisible elite that's like cloaked running ahead of you guys. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yip yap. No, that's not yip yap. <laughs> <Yeah>, yip yap. <laughs> God. But uh, he leads you out, and that, like, I feel like right so fast, you find some humans, they're all hiding. It's like, oh, the humans are hiding? And then a second later, you're in a full ambush with these skirmishers, these new alien types. Yeah. I remember reading about them in Game Informer. And we're like, oh man, they got new aliens in Halo? This is going to be wild. They're like yeah. jackal variants, right? They're the ones yeah. with like the hand shields and yeah. 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 They're getting uh, close. Rebels don't leave plasma burns. Oh, yeah. I'd love that line. Honestly, like everything with George, every moment, I don't know who the voice actor for him is, but every moment that he is in and kind of featured in this scene, like, I really, really like it. Like everything that he does is kind of like caring and touching. He's like, he personifies that gentle giant. And he's like in, in the scene, I, I don't know if it's, you know, this or right after it, but he's, you know, calming down the, the woman who's basically in shock because her entire family or her people that she was with got murdered by, you know, some invisible elites. And, and yeah, it was just really, really good scene. And it kind of sets the tone for the whole thing is that this is going to be a really, really serious tragedy that we're back to experience. So. More than that, we actually get a lot of Halo mythos in that scene because 
uh, right up to that point, we get a conversation with Halsey, I think. And, or it's like right after that, maybe. I think it's right after that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think and, it's during the Oni Sword base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause Halsey is very rude. And George brings up, hey, we have a survivor here. Like, and her whole family was killed or whatever, like that. And Halsey says, irrelevant. Yeah. I don't care. Like, it's not yeah. about her. Like, we're fighting for humanity's survival. Meanwhile, yeah. George is a killing machine. He's the biggest Spartan that carries the biggest gun, yeah. but he spends the most time caring for others. You know who yeah. doesn't care for yeah. others? Bastard ass. What's his name? Emil? No, it's not Emil. The other guy. The guy with the skull face. Oh, it's definitely Emil. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It is like, Emil. We should, just, we should just ice her. You know, we should just get rid of her, right? Yeah. yeah, and then he's like, "Yeah, this man over here, he's got a screw loose or something like that." Yeah, he's he's, he's talking to cat, and yeah, this is this was a really interesting scene for me. Also, exactly like you were saying, you, you know, you get a lot of Halo exposition from Halsey here, and she talks to you why it's important that they're doing what they're doing, and the importance of the artifact is as a whole. And it's like, and as I'm watching this, I'm just like, I, I told Will this earlier. I was like, "What the fuck." is wrong with paramount and why did they not like play this game and say we should just do this we yeah. should just we should just turn this into a show like can we can we Damn. copy and paste the dialogue into a screenplay and get some like halfway decent because even if they use the same actors if they just did this it would have been golden they would have been fine easy money i was ho- i was like man they haven't brought up the fucking tv show yet i'm just gonna wait until they're gushing about something really funny and then there's a moment of silence and i'm gonna go Halo TV shows better though. <laughs> <laughs> just vomit all over. Absolutely. The same yeah. thing though. In that scene with Halsey, that's where I thought like this could have been the Halo TV show yeah. because we already see that like they they thought about it. Like it was like I say thought about it. They like flipped through a magazine and happened to see like, hey, maybe like what if Halsey bad, Spartan's good or something like that. That's like <laughs> that's like the only sentence they took away from Reach. Like Halsey's rude, Spartan's maybe nice. It's so let's, let's run with it. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. yeah. And they, like the thing is, is that it's not even that like they tr- like they clearly tried to make her a three dimensional character and, and it fell flat on their face because I mean, the actress that they got to play is actually a she's been in really good stuff before. Uh, but it's just one of those where they, you know, I, and I said this in, in the episode that I talked about is like when you have a character like Miranda Keys and and she's literally deciphering the elite language and trying to connect it and like basically do spy cracking on their code and everything. And then you just have Halsey walking around being like, I'm just going to flash clone some people and uh, manipulate people emotionally. And uh, just like, you don't present as a hyper genius. That's literally like the intellect that's going to save humanity. And that I have a big problem with that because if you can't sell me on that, why the fuck am I watching a halo show? Yeah. I just want to see aliens get blowed up. <laughs> I wish they did more they of that. They should do more of that. Agreed. Yeah, they could have done more of that. They, they should have had some assassinations like in Reach. Fuck oh, yeah. that's a that's a good point because uh, at the end of uh, Noble Actual, we see a assassin elite, which is I feel like almost a callback in Halo Infinite. You have to deal with Spartan killing elites yep. that are apparently yeah. running around taking people out, and they're like, "Whoa, this is some serious business." The Covenant does not send this type of elite out for just a regular planet glassing or something like that. Like these guys only come out for the big guns. Exactly. That's whenever cat actually, like we start to see the team, the team doesn't work for Halsey. They work for, you know, the space Marines or whatever, but they yeah. start to do like their own independent research. They're like, hold on. We're like, things aren't right here. 
All of a sudden, mm-hmm. like Kat's scanning documents she shouldn't be scanning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we find out there's more to the story, a bit of a mystery about why the Covenant is actually here. And I again, like before I even played this game, I tried to remember back, like, why is the Covenant here? What do they even want? Mm-hmm. And that is part of the mystery of Reach, which I didn't even think about, like, you know, back when I was in high school playing this game, didn't matter, we were shooting aliens. But looking back on it now, it's actually a pretty good narrative twist to see that in Halo 1 through 3, we're fighting for the rings. In Halo Reach, it's like, what are we fighting for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. War. What is it good War. for? <laughs> War never nothing. changes. Yeah. I love how we all just went in different directions with that. <laughs> <laughs> there are five kinds of people in this world. Yep. That word. I don't know. Right. The, I was thinking about the cutscene, and I'm just... I, I'm absolutely in love with the cinematography of this game. Uh, yes. It's so artistic and, and beautiful. Everything is so well-placed. The camera angles, the shots that they use, the different methods that, that they try to convey things to you. Like the Every lighting. character is so fleshed out. Every character has so much characterization, even in just subtle movements. Like We're, we're going to talk about George later on, but another subtle movement, I mean, involving George here as well, is whenever he's talking to that uh, woman, he's talking to her in her language and everything, they have such great fluid and easy to read movement and not only not only just those two whenever he walks past emil emil's talking shit you know he just uh, she just lost her father and then as he's walking away you still see that even though you can't see emil's face and you never do he just kind of tilts his head like what the fuck's his problem you know what i mean what's george's problem just a it's just a civvy you know what i mean like it's everything is conveyed so subtly but if you're looking for it it's 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 magical whenever it's done correctly. Each of the Spartans just have so much characterization and they all play off of each other so well. So they really feel like a full on noble team that six mm-hmm. is dropping into. And at the, uh, <laughs> hopefully I don't end up triggering anybody here, but this is like a great example of when you're playing the game and when the characters do have to do a little bit more of that characterization, they have to do a little bit more emoting and they do take their helmets off. It's in like moments that make sense. And it's, things you know, when the helmets do come off and you're just like oh they're really like doing the acting chops for these characters they're really expressing themselves and showing themselves and then of course when the action happens you know, the helmet's back on but you, at no point do you think okay the helmet came off they're not really a spartan even though the spartan threes some people have their issues on the threes versus twos at any point during this game the characters just feel like straight up spartans kicking ass taking names even when they're being jokey with each other even when they're taking care of those humans on reach I don't know, they just really like keep it nice and even keel throughout the entire game. And yeah. even the fact that it is purposeful. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah ahead, I was going to nail I was going to nail that too. Uh the it makes it even more mysterious for characters who don't decide to take their helmets off even though all of their cohorts around them have taken their helmets off. Like Emil mm-hmm. is very interesting to people even though he's a dickhead. He's he looks really cool. He's the edgy boy, but it's like he's so mysterious cuz he doesn't take his helmet off and it also makes Master Chief in the main series it, it it makes it that much more important if he ever does throughout Halo's history canonically take his helmet off. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it just makes it more yeah normal and it makes sense too because some of the Spartans and they talk about this in the books, but like a lot of them feel more comfortable inside of their armor than they do not wearing it all of them because they've been because they're in battle and they're usually deployed for such long periods of time that halsey specifically designed them for to be able to wear that armor for long periods of time that that brings up some questions like how do they how do they, how do they <laughs> <laughs> but i mean 
The suit takes care of all Master Chief's needs. Yeah. There you go. How does he, how does he <laughs> touch his pee-pee? Feeds him like a baby bird. <laughs> yeah, no, y'all really went there. I love it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's just like, it It makes sense for that character, and it makes sense for Emil not to take his, his helmet off. And you really, you really believe that, and that's something that is true for all of the characters and what they do. So back into the, the, the story, we uh, realize things aren't as they should be, so we... Rescue Oni Sword Base, a Oni Black Site that's completely off the books. Something's going on there. We find out Halsey's there. We rescue her. We talk to her, whatever. And we start working out from Sword Base to basically defend it, kind of secure our position on Reach. We get a couple time skips. Uh, sometimes they were a couple days. And we go on different missions, basically to cover Sword Base and whatever they're doing there. Mm-hmm. And we have our first mission out where it's just you, it's boys night out. You and June go out on your nightfall mission. And man, am I tired of sniper missions in Halo. Oh no, you hate them? Reconciliation, <laughs> Halo Reach. <laughs> no, uh, hold on, asterisk. He hates sniper missions when I'm in the lobby because he's like, all right, we got to be stealth. He's like, all right, we have to be stealth. And then I've already shot my gun just out of rock. I'm like, bam, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. That's literally, me. That's literally me. I am, I am Nave in Will and I's gameplay. Yeah, yeah, that does I'm happen. I'm here just popping shots at grunts just for They're no great. reason at all. <laughs> in solo play, there like co-op, yeah. like sniper missions, it's like ah, we'll just run past these guys, and that's yeah. what we did with this mission. We even did the um. The what's it called? The forklift skip on the firefight section because Yo, I'm like I'm not doing this. We're we're moving on. <laughs> My man jumped in that. It's funny, yeah. We, we didn't do playing. a skip. We were just playing around yeah. with them. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> Trying yeah, to run people over, laddering elites. With that the was forklift. what I was doing. He was doing the forklift. I was just shooting the fucking dudes. I was like, this is the Halo I bugger talking about. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is the Halo I know. <laughs> so, any points you guys want to highlight on Nightfall? Uh, not really. I mean, the the sniper part, you know, starting off is really nice. I always appreciate a game that lets you put in a nice little like night filter, you know, like night vision up yeah. on the D pad, how they had it tied to it. So, I mean, that was really fun going through. Um, I guess lean back to kind of more of those assassinations. This is one of those times where you get to do the sneaky assassination moves. So, you know, you yeah. run up on a hunter, not hunter, you run up on an elite jab the knife in his spine, rip it up sideways, you take a grunt, and you just snap his neck. And I'm just like, oh, cool if you could assassinate a hunter, that'd be dope. Yeah, it'd be pretty nice. Yeah. Assuming they aren't just all worms. Yes, I'm saying. Yeah, you just get a handful like, of worms. Fucking writhing around. <sighs> so fucking <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. But yeah, I really like June. I like how you got a little bit more time playing with June alongside him in this in this story. And you're kind of working together. And his like brief but kind of meaningful interactions that he has with the, you know, as Dave called them, the civvies that are there on reach and pointing in the direction. And, and you know, one, one thing I do want to call out that I, that I love, I don't know how, I'm curious to see what you guys think about this portion, but uh, I loved the little beasts that come up. Monsters? And like yeah, the monsters that pop up on this mission. And uh, it, it honestly, they looked like if they just added um, like tusks to the, or the monster design for the cave troll in Fellowship of the Ring. That's literally yeah. that's exactly what it looked like. The giant was, trolls. Yeah. Yep. They are messing up the Covenant and the Spartans. Whoever gets in his way, they're yeah. taking them down. I loved it because... on those things and put them into battle. <laughs> yeah, just throw some fucking mini guns on the side. It'll be a, just oh, an yeah, episode yeah. of Torok. An episode. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> 
But uh, I loved it because Philip, Philip knows I'm going to shoot whatever's in front of me. I don't know why this is the way I am. But I tell him because Philip's just running past everything. He teleports me up there. He's like, Nave, look at the wildlife. And I immediately, grenade. Just throwing grenades. In there. <laughs> and Philip was like, no, you monster. Don't worry, I got <laughs> <Dude>. this. <laughs> They're innocent. I love it because he's he's always like, oh, look, it's a Halo Reach rat. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, <laughs> dead, God. Dead. Well, I did highlight, hey, look, the wildlife. No, Nave, they're innocent. Don't kill them. But they are going to be glass in approximately, you know, six more days. Yeah, they're running out yeah, of time. Yeah, you got to love that. Put them out of their misery. No, I, oh, that. I, I think that Will said that, like, we have to kill them, like, because as soon as they're done with the Covenant, they come after us. I didn't know if there was a way you could, like, sneak past through that level without actually murdering them. That'd be a cool little achievement if they implemented that. Oh, ever the pacifist. Nah, yeah. just shoot. Always a pacifist. <laughs> nah, just murderize. I almost spoiled Prey again. I was like, I remember what I was going to say. And I was like, oh, I stopped myself from saying it. <laughs> yeah. Because I was, it was just a giant spoiler for Prey. Anyways. All right. So we wrap up our time with June. I don't remember what our actual goal was. We saved some Marines, whatever. And then we get to my favorite Halo mission or Halo Reach mission. Well, I don't know my favorite, but this is definitely one of the funnest. The tip of the spear. The tip of the spear is good. It's cool. Yeah, it's it is a cool, like, intro scene. Like, literally, it gives that same vibe that you get from Halo 3, where they have, like, all of, like, the warthogs and the the little mongooses. Like, God. This giant line that's just so good that are running out of the Covenant. And, like, there's... It's just... Yeah, it's incredible. I it's love like, that scene. And then you, like, wake up. It's like you're... It's basically like... Uh, I don't know. You're, you're on the beach of Normandy. You like, wake yeah, up, that's like, it. It reminded me of that one scene in Lord of the Rings where he says, yeah, you can have my beard like. or whatever. That, what, I, that what? <laughs> <laughs> what does that dwarf say? I don't remember. But um, <laughs> the, uh, the just having these battle lines. I think I took a screenshot of that because way in the distance you can see it looks like a lot of these shots. They just look like straight out of paintings. If I, I get real Elden Ring vibes. Speaking of From Software, these assassinations, come on, come on, Bungie. I know you saw uh, Dark Souls backstabs, and you're like, write that down, write that down, write that down right oh, now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Which again, uh, call another callback to something that happened like 20 minutes ago. Hunter assassination. I'm pretty sure the uh, in one of the books. So one of the Spartans puts a grenade in their fucking back, and they blow up into worms. Or am I making that up? I feel like that's right. Yeah, I, I think that's accurate. You should be able to do that. Game. You should yeah. be able to. Yeah. Uh, this level features the Wilhelm home screen, which Nave <laughs> pointed out like six times. Yeah, because there's one point where I, I don't remember what some vehicle like falls off a cliff. Yeah, it's ramping after you after you guys ramp and they yeah, crash and they, into and the bridge. They literally just go into the yeah into the bridge. I love that. And then we uh, you go through the, so much fighting and then you siege the spire. And this is a awesome moment to go from like fighting on the ground, fighting all the way through the rocks up to this giant mega structure that you then climb up and you basically just murder everyone yeah. or taking it down. So good. Okay. Like, hey, is, is, is it a, a space elevator? Is that what it is? Is it a space elevator? No, it's like a spire. And that's what keeps the, uh, the big mega ship like cloaked. So it's like they have this oh, yeah. oh, that's right. That's right. Because okay. they come in and they're like, oh, we're going to shoot it with some Mac rounds. What? We're going to do Mac rounds in atmosphere. I'm like, oh, this yeah, ship's kind of hype. Right. And then they blow <laughs> yeah. it up and it's like, cool, we're good. And then the ship that just shot in atmosphere gets destroyed and you look up and you're like, damn. Yeah. It's like Independence yeah. Day style. Corvette <laughs> class cruiser that takes up the whole sky. It's yeah. wild. It's yeah. cool because like Hawks don't look like up. 
Yeah. Hawks never look up. But it, what's really cool is like whenever they said that uh, Macron's in atmosphere, I just thought about the implications of that because like how insane does that shot have to be that it's dangerous to do it in the atmosphere? Like, like yeah. is it the pressure or what do you think? Is the pressure of the concussive round? Yeah. I assume they're going to set the air on fire or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's just gigantic it. rounds of tungsten that are like the size of buildings that they're shooting at just such high velocity that it's probably going to set up like probably micro nuclear explosions if it interacts wrong with the atmosphere. You gotta love it. Just let's just drop the Empire State on them. That's what that's what we need to do. No, there you go. Yep. God. Halo's so cool. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, one games. it's one of the coolest fucking games out there. I love Halo. Alright. So uh Tip of the Spear is awesome. This is where I think this one might be my favorite mission in the whole game. The Long Night of Solace. Yeah. The Star Fox yeah. one, same, same. Star Fox. Yeah. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> yeah, my favorite game. I, I talked, I talked with Will about this a little bit, but like my favorite, like, and they do this in Halo Four, and it's not as good as this when they do this in Halo Four. But is when you're playing as a Spartan, and then you get in one of the ships, and you can fight in space against the Covenant, because like that was one of the things like in my head canon that I really wanted to be a part of, because I love the Ace Combat games. I love like a lot of different like flying like dogfighting games that are out there. And um, being able to do that in Halo was like a dream come true when I played Reach for the first time. I was like, there's no fucking way that they're doing this. I love this. And it's like, because so much of the the actual, the lore from the books takes place in space. And they kind of give a lot of exposition of like what space battle is like. And actually being able to engage in that through gameplay is just, yeah, next level. I loved it. Well, I just love how this set piece is like organized because you begin on the beachhead you siege into a Oni facility, I think, or yeah, another yeah. facility, and Cat calls out, "Hey, we have a uh, what's it called? We have a Spartan that has Saber, tons yeah. of piloting experience." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Did I do that?" And you're like, "I guess so." <laughs> yeah. yeah. You fight up there. You get George in the back, and you're like, "We are going to meet up at a space station, get a an improvised because we're out of nukes apparently so we got an improvised explosive device that's a slip space drive the last one we're taking from a different ship that we already have in orbit we're going to collect that we're going to take it into an enemy cruiser we're going to take that enemy cruiser into the big enemy cruiser and we're going to blow them all up (laughs) and i'm like this sounds awesome let's do it situation yeah See, that's and how you, you do it real dirty dozens when I'm just like, oh, yeah, we're doing this real cockamamie bullshit. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Which like yeah. this this whole mission. I don't know if you guys have played Halo Reach on Legendary on the Master Chief Collection, but this whole mission is fucking bunk on Legendary because apparently the enemy starships. I fucking bitched about this like four times in our in our podcast past, but the starships are di- the their animations their their damage their ability to lock on are directly linked to the frame rate for some reason hmm. like oh, and there's no way to separate the two and i was whenever we were playing i was like i wonder if this has been patched out because this is a horrible problem when reach first came out on master chief collection but no if you play that game again even on like normal or whatever just pay don't shoot at the enemies just watch them because they go, they fucking flip around. Like, you wow. know when, like, character models in video games get stuck in geometry? Like, they are yeah. all doing that. They're constantly spinning around, doing crazy shit. And on Legendary, some of those fights are almost impossible. That game almost broke me trying to beat them. Oh, yeah. It felt like I was playing Lasso. But as far as the game itself, because that's not the game's fault. But it's Bungie's fault. Uh, <laughs> 
I want to uh, tap on something that we haven't talked about yet, which I'm concerned about because it's so amazing, and that's the music. The score of this game is phenomenal. Oh, Mario cool. Donald kills it. And this uh, this one right here is really when it hit me. And Philip even was like, the scene where George leaves your ship to go to the uh, Pelican, Philip's like, don't cry, Nave. Don't cry. You know what I mean? <laughs> because the music is just so incredible. Like, it's, yeah. it's insane. Why is everything so incredible about this game? Well, it's even, like the cinema is even heavier because we know how this mission ends. Yep. And so when we see George leave our ship, go over to basically the thing we know that kills him, and hook it up to be transported, you know, to the Covenant cruiser. We're like, oh, George, you were always the good boy. You don't deserve this, you know, as I see him out there working hard while we're just sitting in the cockpit chilling. Yeah, he didn't deserve any of that, man. And shout out to like, I mean, he's not the, he was the first, you know, he was Spartan too. And it was like meaningful to the, the first member of Noble, Noble team to die is a Spartan too. And it's just very indicative of like what Halo means and in, in like the whole lore in the back canon. But I, yeah, I, I love this mission. And, and exactly like Nave said, Martin O'Donnell killed the soundtrack i listen to halo like when i'm on like un under crunch times at work and i have like deadlines to meet and stuff i will either put on halo 2 halo 3 or the halo reach soundtrack because they are all equally incredible and surprisingly very different of course you have the main halo themes you have yeah, you the, know, the master chief theme but each of like halo reach is really really cool because it's like one of the most unique but one of the most like hardcore like rock soundtracks that they implement here alongside of just the incredibly beautiful orchestral um you know kind of themes and notes that they have through this game and it's just yeah unparalleled well i think the music theme actually stands out at this point because this is the halfway turning point for the game we mm -hmm. have been having a rock and roll adventure up to this point and oh, you yeah. say this is the first death and great and fortunate is... sun vibes out of oh. the pelicans and <laughs> yeah like it was awesome yeah. we were having fun we were tipping the spear we were sniping yeah. people assassinating things all of a sudden it's not fun anymore yeah, yeah. because we go through the whole battle inside the covenant cruiser and we realize uh the covenant damaged the slip space bomb we created and so someone has to stay behind to push the button and Which wouldn't have happened if George defended it better. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> wow. Oh, Let's play oh, the blame like game. George not a real Spartan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's gonna gatekeep Spartans. I love it. But the second that comes up, like the the second that gets like mentioned in the cutscene, like someone needs to push the button. George grabs you by the chest mm -hmm. and is like, "We're not, we're not dealing with this." You know, exactly. Lifts you up like a child. No conversation was had. He's like, "Yep, it's been fun." He has his helmet off. He takes off his dog tags, puts them to you in that like, you know, the awesome man grasp when you yeah. you, you take your homie's hand and he lifts you up off your feet. I love watching him walk while you're like dangling in the air. <laughs> I'm about to ruin this moment, but it reminds me of that meme of that that porn with the two ladies, but one's tiny, one's <laughs> pushing one against the wall. wall. <laughs> yeah. That's George with Noble Good. Six. I'm, I'm going to Photoshop guys. that tonight and just be like George, <laughs> the big woman. <laughs> Make it we count. Can we use it as our thumbnail? Because Please. that's amazing. Absolutely <laughs> can. We absolutely can. Do it, Philip. Back, uh, back with the, uh, the uh, characterization of these, of these Spartans, uh, so George, when he hears the news that someone's going to have to sacrifice themselves, he has his helmet on. And he just very, very softly turns and looks over his shoulder to see if you heard what was just said which you didn't so it's, i mean i assume you didn't because you don't react in any way but it's like it's 
I don't know. These personifying moments in these cutscenes are just, I can't keep gushing. I just can't keep gushing. Oh, but you can keep gushing. Please continue. <laughs> awesome can stuff. we talk about how amazing Bungie is at naming shit? Because these fucking names of these missions are great. Yes. Yeah. Can... Yeah. I'm running out of positive words. I need a thesaurus. Yeah. So George dies. George sacrifices himself, throws us down to reach. We fall through space. Uh, we look up after... Like, oh, no, we see it while we're falling. That's it. Because there's a big cinema moment yep. where you're tumbling. Mm -hmm. And just as, like, the camera comes back around and starts to slow down, you see the ship dock with the big ship and just go go big. Go big bubble. Mm -hmm. And Supernova, just yeah. blow it all up. We did yeah. it, guys. We saved Reach. And, and then, then the how, like, all of the Spartans in different cutscenes, like, unilaterally know we can jump from extremely high heights and land and be totally fine <laughs> Good to go. whatsoever across the board. Just armor lock, armor lock. <laughs> They're the best hell jumpers. Uh, and then, uh, right after that, the Covenant goes full on, full Hamtaro mode. And uh, <laughs> they bring uh, a million ships. And uh, George's death was in vain. It's a very painful moment, it's very stinging. Because it really is indicative of kind of how a lot of the Spartans are going to die on this planet. Yeah. It's like no matter how many aliens you kill, there's always another shipload, it seems. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like cockroaches, yep. So that is the end of Long Night of Solace. We then wake up on the ground after our armor unlocks. We look over on the nearby mountain range, and it is just covered in the carcass of the giant ship that was just ripped from orbit and just fell down to the reach. And... It's so good. Yep. It's very cinematic. The shot is incredible. Yeah, yeah it's like laying across the mountain, you can see like the different sections of it. Yeah, I love and it. The angle on that shot is great. It's like from down low, so you see, you know, Noble Six's legs, but then you just get the full breadth of what's out there on the mountain range. And what does he do? Pick the pistol up, cock it, starts walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and he walks like, into. Yeah. What's up? Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, it's like it's so cool because like you see how you know your character like noble six is like it's just like master chief you're always on mission and you're like running through the city you know exactly what's going down you're like probably the only person that realizes what's going down at this point that's not like in upper command of unsc but you're still like on priority the first thing to do is get back with like noble team and i just love that that aspect of it I took like 20 screenshots throughout our playthrough of this game and i want to say at least 80 percent of those have no have noble six's ass in the shot like so often you're seeing him from behind i didn't yeah. notice until i was looking at all the screenshots on my phone right next to each other i'm like hmm like there's only like three cutscenes in total where you see noble from the front yeah. i don't know why yeah. but it's Bungie always such a good shot he's always looking at something. he's your point of view he is yeah. you know us for the sake of the story bears looking at landscapes you gotta love it so that ends it. Uh, we we then walk into the city and we get to see what what human life looks like on Reach instead of just like the farmers with the emus. We go into New Alexandria, where we have some sad vibes of the city is just being wrecked by brutes, and we eventually take to the skies to see the big skyscraper section. It's a little cloudy, a little foggy. I think it's dark. I don't remember. We go to a couple nightclubs. Fortunate Sun plays while you're, you know, shooting on different, you know, aircraft flying by. Uh, feelings on New Alexandria? 
I uh, I love this mission. Do they do they? I feel like they do something very similar to this in ODST. They do. Where you're playing as the character and you're going like from you know like platform to platform of of the different ones. But I always love it every time they do because it's just an a, another excuse for Bungie to sit down and go look at this little like animation that I've done over here or look at the skyline that I've like painted so beautifully and it's just and you see the lightning strikes in the background and then it, it zooms in on the scene of like you know the the civilian you know fleeing the covenant forces but yeah i i really do love this and this is also like you don't do you control the ship that you're in or is it like you jump in there and then it takes you from place to place you control it okay yeah, yeah that's what i thought so yeah it's, it's i love any time you can give me a ship that i can fly like in atmosphere in a game two 10 out of 10 because I mean, it would be a 10 out of for there so oh no it would be a 10 you think oh i was just gonna make a joke about it would be 10 out of 10 if uh Either of us were alive both of the times because in situations where there are vehicles, me and Philip like to kill each other. So <laughs> on, on purpose? I was, oh, yeah. I was going to say, I usually get killed because uh, Will's going to hop in something like a Spectre or the Scorpion and he's moving around and I'm not paying attention to where he's moving and I get run the fuck over. Yes. That's yeah. usually how I die. I'm like, let me dodge this Wraith bullet and then I just hear a Spartan crunch under me. Whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like great because me, we, uh, we had our friend Jesse there at the time. So Philip doesn't have a gun; he can't defend himself. He's 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 innocent and defenseless. And I'm sitting in the grenade launcher turret, and I shoot like three shots. And as I see Philip get closer, and he's not looking, and he gets hit, immediately stops, hit, hit again, and just blows up instantly because <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna stop. Maybe I'll. It's fucking. It's so. It's always funny to me, watching yeah. Philip blow up. <laughs> But I just really love fighting in the city because we all know Bungie as far as they have, you know, I would say, in my opinion, they have that gold standard when it comes to those dish or arena fights where you get into a big open area, there's a little bit of cover, and then they throw handfuls of aliens at you and they say, have fun. And then, of course, you get to look up at a beautiful skybox. So it's just, you know, some bright blue clouds. Maybe you see a giant halo in the background. But times like this times like we talked about odst a little bit which you're fighting a lot of the times in the city or of course my favorite mission after i think it was yeah it's halo 2 when you hop in and if you're playing on legendary you hate it but anything else is fine with those uh sniper jackals but you're actually yeah, in new rally. mombasa yep you're fighting new mombasa you yeah, fight a little new bit in the mombasa. city and then you work your way down the alley of hell um it's just really fun being able to fight in the actual city and get those angles and corners so i really appreciated that in new alexandria because up until this point it was either in the Oni base, where it was kind of corridor e, like those old Halo levels, mm -hmm. or you were out in those big dishes where you fought. Yeah, you're people. in the wilderness, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this one was a a good little variant, and it it keeps the same kind of sad tone that leads right into the ending cutscene. Uh, basically, the Spartans are you know they're beaten. We've had a bad time. This is where we say like George didn't make it. We're all just like, all right, well, we got to find answers. We got to figure out what's going on. We know the Covenant is fighting way too hard. For just another human-based planet, there's there's more here than we even know, and the only place that's going to give us answers is Sword Base. And as the Spartans get up, turn around, that's when Cat dies. Not the wife, not my my strong Russian Spartan wife. I had multiple questions whenever I watched this the second time, or not the second time, but watched it as an adult, kind of just trying to analyze it. And it's like, number one, what happened to her shield? Don't like just one shot, no bullet, no shield. No, no, no. See, here's no, what I'm thinking. Like, so idea. we've already established like snipers can, you know, one shots uh, Spartans in multiplayer, anyways. So we go with. But 
as we see in Lone Wolves near the, at the end, spoilers, we're going to get to the end or whatever, your shield gets less effective as time goes on after all this fighting. And I feel like these Spartans have been taking a licking. Like we eventually mm-hmm. catch up to Cat in New Alexandria and she's already been fighting for however many, you know, however many hours we've been out of it since we fell from space. So my premise was that they have not had any support or re- like refitting for their gear this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like that's consistent. I feel like that's, that's pretty good head cannon. For not that, that they've never talked about it. Like this is not in game at all. Like they never yeah. bring that up. Yeah. It's just interesting. Cause it's like, you know, canonically, like in the books, their shields are like, they basically have force. their force fields. So the mm-hmm. shield on their feet is really thin so that they don't slide all over the ground, and their shields on their hands are really thin. Those are the weakest points of the whole suit. But since the sniper bullet can one-shot you through the head, that's, doesn't that... I mean, I know this is, like, in-game mechanics versus lore of what we're going into now, but it's like, doesn't that imply that the shield is thin, thinnest on their head? Which, where is that's where it should be the thickest. Even if she's fighting yeah. a whole lot, you would think that when your shield's going into low power, it's like, prioritize this part, the part that thinks good. Yeah, it's a fair critique. I think that like the main point that they wanted to get across here is that this is a and then there were none story. And that I think that one one thing that they did well with his death was the fact that like a lot of these soldiers are going to die and they're not going to have any, there's not going to be any poignant moments or scenes. They're just going to die and it's going to be very traumatic and you're not going to be able to adjust before you have to move on to the next mission, which is one of my faves called The Package. Yeah, this is where I specifically wrote in that the Halo piano is coming in strong. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah here we so, go. Oh, yeah. This is where oh, the mission where wait, we find out, out what's up. Who the fuck shot Cat? Who was that? Do you so remember the, that cutscene? Um, yeah, it was like, there's a shit. It just came from the sky, you know? It was just Skip like, pew. Scary person. Did he get promoted? Like, it was Shadow of Mordor? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, that guy killed, just one-shotted the smartest Spartan on our team. And, like, he just, bye-bye. Like, make a fucking Paramount show about that guy. Like, what the fuck? What did he do afterwards? It'd be better than what we got. Yeah, give him a sword. Fuck it. <laughs> then that All guy right. grew up to be... What is Arbiter. his name? No, I was thinking of the the red sword guy in he's the Spartan killer uh, in Halo oh, Infinite. Yeah. No, I don't even remember Wouldn't that guy's that name. It's nuts. something ridiculous. Let me listen to my listen to these ideas. Three four three. Hire, Hire me. me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paramount Plus. We're all our our DMs are open. Feel free to hire us on the writing team for the next project you want to get together. We'll make whatever you have better. We will sell out in milliseconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the package. This is where we find out what this has all been for. Why are we here? What's going on? We go back to Sword Base that is now wrecked. The Covenant is finding their way in. We find out there's a secret secret door. Secret door in the wall. Secret mm-hmm. tunnel. We go down the secret door tunnel, and we find a giant ice cave with a huge forerunner object in there and a giant mm-hmm. military base. Yep. And we find out that Halsey has been studying it with the help of a character we all know and love, Blue Lady Cortana, the mm, blue lady the herself, of ladies, yes, is there, and she doesn't. She doesn't get any dialogue in that scene, but she does at the very end of the game. And I love but it. even like even then, when you see her at first, you're like, oh my god, they're tying this together to Halo Combat Evolved. This is crazy. Um, but yeah, I loved. I also really really liked um, 
uh, Halsey's second appearance in this game, her you know, essentially her follow up to saying like, "Hey, listen, um, I'm taking over the command of this team. Your your admiral will be briefed. Everything that you're doing, this is the reason why you're doing it, and this is yeah. why you're here to save her." And something that I I thought was interesting, and I always thought about, and I I, I don't know if they ever clarify, but you assume that the reason that the covenant come to reach is because of the forerunner artifact in which that the UNSC or that Oni has essentially occupied and has been studying for so long, but they don't know anything about Cortana. They don't know about like what Halsey is doing or no. do you assume that they do because they were going after the data that was involved in Halsey's project in the first mission? I assume that this object is the key to finding the halos or at least like the first halo, like this is part of the breadcrumbs that lead to halo and AI is able to, or not AI, Cortana is able to decipher it faster than the humans could before, which is why Halsey brought her here. And whenever they're like, oh crap, the covenant is going to also find more data on the halo because I'm trying to remember back in halo one, they don't know how to turn it on until the humans get there. Right. Yep. Right, because so, they couldn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the whole thing. It, only the humans actually had the ability to interact with the forerunner, object. like DNA. So they're looking for the instruction manual or more breadcrumb artifacts from the forerunners to basically. It turns out, make their sorry great guys, you need five fingers to be able to activate. <laughs> That's all it took. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so the covenant's here for the artifact, and Halsey's like, "Whatever we do, we got to nuke the site." And then we're like, "Well, we're here for demolition." We're like. We got other teams for that. And this is where they do a callback that you are not the only Spartan team on reach Yeah, that we just never see them until the final mission. But up to that point, it just felt like six Spartans against a whole armada, but it's, it's more than that. It's a full on like Lord of the ring style war with all these Spartans running around. It's a bloodbath. It's crazy. Yeah. It kind of gives you a larger like picture into the scope of what is actually happening on Reach, um, as opposed to just what's happening to Noble Team itself. I like it. Which is it makes the story a lot more intimate. Yeah. Yeah. Just knowing the grand scale of everything. And then you get that precious cargo that you get to throw on your back for the rest of the game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny because we were playing co-op and like in the in the cutscene, obviously you when when you're playing this game, you only see your character, even though you're cop and there's like two of you in there because they only do these cutscenes with one character. And and then but when we're actually like in game, Will was the only one that had Cortana that was strapped into his like lower back. And I was like, Oh, I guess the game realized that you're actually player one and I'm just here to fuck around and die whenever I feel like they're like, Yeah, this guy has less deaths. We'll give him Cortana for sure. <laughs> I always uh I always rationalized it as there's my character and this cutscene's through the vision through the visor of Philip. <laughs> and no, so Philip's watching me do like all the that. cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Philip is a camera. Yeah, I'm just watching. Yeah. Which fell apart whenever uh, whenever Jesse joined our game, but I mean, it's okay. Yeah. All right, so this is where we get Cortana, who specifically chose Noble Six to carry her because in her AI brain, obviously we're going to survive because we got the main character feeling or vibes, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's lucky, right? We got the oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> Just like John. Don't do that. <laughs> I hate that. Hate that a lot. God. So this is where we get in the big home final stretch. Do you think the pillar like, of autumn? Since she's an AI, like, since she's a computer, do you think that because he's noble six, that that's the best? Like six is a bigger number, no, therefore no. more value. <laughs> she's thinking, who would win a fight between Master Chief and Noble Six? <laughs> yeah. Oh, also June leaves at this point with Halsey. 
They get into yeah, a pelican to fly member, away. Yeah, the only member of Noble Team to survive. Which that how cool would it be if we were to play like I mean fuck Halo Four and Five, but like how cool would it be if we were to play Infinite and then like as you're going as Master Chief throughout the like areas in the mission, like June pops up and he's like, "Hey, what's up, bud? How's it going?" And he <laughs> like, like, like it's World like, of Warcraft. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, 343, yeah. and idea guy. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Me and Philip were talking, though, specifically because there are all of those Spartans that are dead. I don't know if you heard this episode, and I don't know what episode it was. We talked about it. But the, all the Spartans in Halo Infinite that are dead uh, from the Spartan Killer and from the Brutes, it's like, what if the some of the DLC expansions were from their perspectives and you got to run around as them uh, for a little while and That'd since cool. each since master chief got each power up from each different person what if the whole game was centered around that one power up like one of them has the uh shield wall so it, there maybe they're protecting like assets and they're protecting uh like civilians and stuff or not civilians obviously but you know marines and stuff stuff like that i mean be pretty dope that would be really cool maybe the invisibility rolling guy you know he's all about going in and like taking out primary targets or something like an assassin I'm going to send 343 an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the Pillar of Autumn. This is uh, perfect because we're like, oh, man, it's just, just like fart? Halo 1. What? Did you just fart? No. Oh. I don't think so. Damn it. thought I was... Uh... Anyway. It was your headset. So we have to deliver Cortana to Keys. And this is where we realize, I don't think we're all going to make it, bud, because Carter starts not feeling so good. Oh, no. Oof. Yikes. Yeah, big yikes. My insides are on my outsides. <laughs> yeah, we like look at him and he's got blood coming out of his ears and his mouth. And he's like... <laughs> it's just a, a Mortal Kombat x ray move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I was really sad. I forgot that this happened. I totally like, I, I like remember the first third of this game and then I like complete conveniently forgot everything else that happened. And once I, I like, I went through that whole trauma experience again, not Carter. Yes. And so then he dies. And again, he's like, okay, let's count down. I don't know where you're going to land, but I'm going to give you a countdown. Jump the fuck out of this Pelican whenever you can. <laughs> yeah, show how badass the Spartans are. They're like, I'm not going to look at the ground. I'm going to trust this guy. I'm just going to jump back, backwards. backwards. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Back first into hell, as they say. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh, and so that was the other thing. So you and Emily jump out the back. And uh, at this point, I'm like, oh, yeah, Carter dies, whatever. And we move on. Like, he's not going to make it. But then halfway through the mission, you bump into a scarab and you're like, we're not going to be able to get past it. And then Carter comes back and he just like Falcon punches right into the side of the scarab. He's like, I'm out of missiles, but I got mass. And he just like slams into oh, the side man. of it. And you're like, well, it's goodbye, it Captain America. It was such a cool line too, because what does he say? Yeah, he's, like, he's like, I got the mask, and he's like, uh, you know, go ahead and finish it, boys. Is like Carter out and just slams into the scarab. I'm like Carter yeah. out. I'm like yo, <laughs> <laughs> not the not the boy. Yeah, I love it. Gave him the good old fashioned Star Wars Episode Eight. Yep, yep, 100. percent And then we we get a we get in contact with the um. The, the great, the late, the great uh, Captain Commander Keychain. Is he a Captain Keychain or is he Commander Keychain at this point? I think they call him Captain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Does he get promoted in like the 20 minutes between Halo Infinite? I mean, Halo Reach and Halo <laughs> yeah. 1? Yes. yes. Probably. Yes. When they so jumped, like, he was the, the only, only one. surviving yep. Yeah, so I was say like, yeah, yeah, like because everyone above him died, he just moved yeah. up because yeah. oh. so many people died on Reach. How convenient. <laughs> 
I thought it, I thought you were implying it was like you know see he the reason why the pillar of Artif gets fucked so bad is because he only just became commander keys he just just, oh. just got the job everything He's goes like to yeah hell. this is my first day guys we're gonna make we're gonna get through this together oh what does this button do <laughs> it's the meme of childish Cambino walking in with the pizza and everything's on fire yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we go through a huge firefight of killing so many brutes, so many chieftains, so many grunts, and we get to the Pillar of Autumn. We drop off Cortana, and we're like, adios, Cortana. I think she has a line. I don't remember it. I can't remember the line. I think she says a little something-something. Does she? She might say a little something-something. Well, when she said a line, did did everything slow down, and you could only walk one fucking meter a second? (laughs) No. uh, (laughs) This is an Halo Never again. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, then Keys is like, all right, Spartan, uh, we got to get out of here. But there's, um, I think there's like a Corvette that just like pops into space and we're like, oh no, how are we going to get takeoff? That Corvette's in the way. And they're like, you look over your shoulder and you see a giant gun and you're like, I played Saints Row. I played Duke Nukem. I know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Well, the, the whole Corvette showing up is it's, it's like that joke where they, something happens and they just pan the camera slowly to the left and there's the fucking joke right there. It's like, (laughs) no one's looking. No one saw it coming. Yeah, it's like, like the JoJo episode with the house on fire. Right? It didn't pop yeah, exactly. It's just so like sad, you see it drift over. Like we almost had the chance yeah. to have both Master Chief and Noble Six running around that original Halo CE ring together, mm-hmm. having fun. But no, those elites had to drop in and kill a meal on the gun, who went out like a badass, of course, as befitting yeah. the skull in his face. I it's think he even yelled cool. like I wrote and said, "Who's next?" Yeah. After no, no, he like no. got no, he said, uh, "He said, oh God, what did he say?" He said, "He said, I'm not I'm afraid ready. of going. You're coming with me. Yep. You're going too." And he's like yeah. fucking stabbing other elites. I'm like, yeah, yeah, because he gets he shaked in the back. Then he pulls the kukri off his shoulder. I'm ready. How about you? And stabs it in the neck, and they both file over the edge. I'm just like, come on, man. I can't hate you. This guy's too cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's great because you always see him fumbling with that knife, but he never uses it. And then he uses it right before he dies. It's like mm-hmm. to kill the fucker that stabbed him. It's like oh, great. <laughs> yeah, let's go. So we jump like- up into the mass cannon. What's up? You got something before we get there? Oh, no. I was just going to say, yeah, we jump into that mass cannon. And I actually, I don't know how you guys felt about it. I thought it was a little, it, it, it was a little corny, but you, you know, you're shooting, you know, it's, it is the moments you're kind of seeing uh, the pillar of bottom, like slowly, like gain energy and like lift off the ground, but you're shooting the different um, serifs that are coming towards you. And it, I was just like, why am I, why am I shooting this rail gun at like banshees and sheriffs when this is the same gun that I'm going to use to essentially ap- obliterate a Corvette class covenant cruiser. I'm just like, Hmm, it seems like a waste of resources. To I know that's yeah. it's a little cheesy, but then yeah. they highlight that, uh, this is a slightly smaller gun, I guess. And you need their shields down before you can deal damage yeah. through the cruiser. And I think they like fire a nuke at it to take its shields off. And then you proceed to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how you said it was uh, corny because I was going to say I didn't do this part because I was eating a big ass plate of corn. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, this part is corny, and I was like, uh, how, did he, <laughs> how did he know? <laughs> X Files theme music plays. <laughs> is that that? I was thinking dun 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 dun, but that's fucking goosebumps. Oh, no, <laughs> slightly different. Okay. <laughs> So Pillar Autumn gets away, goes to do something on the Halo, whatever that is. We don't know about Halo at this point. Never heard of it. And our boy, 
What about that line that Commander Key says when you give him Cortana and he says, thank you, I'm taking this off of Halo Reach? He says that. Does he say that? No, he doesn't. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Exposed. Exposed. (laughs) Not real. (laughs) Dude, I love... That's one of my favorite... I don't know why. I'm just really dumb, I guess. But one of my favorite memes is just seeing... fake subtitles on fucking movies where it's like this is the mate uh, is like look out uh, neo this is the matrix revolutions and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> say that uh, i think <laughs> i shared one the people other day. going they didn't say that <laughs> yeah they're like and that's why they call me taxi driver you remember when wanda was like dr strange i'm taking you through the multiverse of madness and i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking awesome i love it all right so pillar bottom wraps up but we got to finish the fight and we are lone wolf in it the last spartan yes sir very sad the last man standing i love this um this is the first time that I have ever been in a level like this where the intention, and I didn't realize it at the time. I probably should have, but I was a dummy and I didn't realize the whole idea is that you're, this is it. You're done. Yeah. And you just fight until you're, you're, you're a goner. I, I thought maybe this was like the last chance. I was like, Oh, Noble six is going to be one of those cool Spartans. That's going to show up in expanded universe lore. We're going to get more time with him later on. Maybe he'll link up with chief in a weird collab. Nah, nah, you're, you're going out like a, like a like a lone wolf and yeah you go down pretty easy will lived a lot longer than i did in this game i like i like died to some grunt or something like that it was very embarrassing um but yeah no yeah you 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 kick the bucket but you do it i i love how they do it in this game and he was the one to point this out like as you're like taking more damage you start seeing like bits of your visor like yeah your helmet cracks it's so cool man it's it, it does it is very touching when you when you play for the first time yeah, your shield the, is uh, strong, so you're dying very fast, and you're just taking on all this damage. I love the current objective, survive. I mm-hmm. fucking I think about that all the time. Yeah. Every morning I wake up on a Monday. <laughs> I think about the last, <laughs> the last <laughs> mission in Halo Reach. <laughs> that was almost our Twitter header, but then I found co- uh, cooperation intensifies, and I was like, Ooh, it's got to be. Ooh, that's a good that's one. A real good one. It's, a good it's one. gotta be Solaire, our old, our old son boy. The boy. So now that we've talked about a very cinematic Halo, uh, I promise that we'd talk about the Halo series. Yeah. Master Chief, the real life actual series. So, Nave, you haven't seen any of this. So just feel free to jump in and ask any questions if you don't understand what's going on. One out of ten. Uh, how's the butt? You like the butt? Pretty good. Master I'm actually down for that. Master Cheeks in the building. Actually, I posted a poll on our Twitter and I was like, you know, talking about like season two. I, I made this whole ass episode not realizing that season two was already greenlit for this fucking series that, you know, I can't go on enough about hating. But, you know, it, it was like, you know, how, how many of you people actually want more of this show out there? And I was like, you know, the first response was like, yes, more Master Cheeks, please. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, I think I, I can't remember the results. I would have to pull it up here somewhere but um a lot of people like do not care about this show at all out of like the nine or ten people that actually voted in the poll and so it's like yeah i feel that all right so what was your breaking point then like what was the number one thing that like made you stop and be like hold on this isn't my halo yeah i mean the first episode for me i was like i i I really want because i like 
I like Pablo and I, I like the other stuff that I've seen him before. I talked about this on our show, but he was in Oranges of the New Black. He plays a really intense slash kind of kind of predatory character. Um, he's one of the guards in the prison in which that show takes place. And he does a good job. He's great at doing character acting roles. Um, I just don't know whether or not this was the role for him. Um, and then it was like immediately when episode two dropped and then they start having him go through entire entire episodes with his helmet off because they take it off in the first you know essentially the first episode and you see him take his his helmet off and you know i agree with the original because the like the first director did the first two episodes and he was like i think the helmet needed to come off but we should have probably kept it on for a little bit longer i was like yeah i agree from a thematic perspective especially because shows just inherently are a different form of media that people have to consume and in order for them to connect it's much easier if you're able to put a face to a name as opposed to just a helmet and an armor i mean they but like like i made the same comparison in our bonus content but like they didn't have um you know the mandalorian take his helmet off until season two like you don't see his face the entirety of season one but like he is such a good actor that you you really like empathize with him and you can you can actually you feel for I might be wrong. It, just, it was just a very end. It's the very end one? of season one. It's the final okay. finale. Okay. When he's all, right. he's all I, beat I, up. I the robot takes his helmet off to save his life, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's still, even then, like you went through, I don't know how many, 12, 13 episodes of him just being the Mando and, and, and you still like him and you learn to like him because of his relationship with baby Yoda throughout, you know, the, whoa, the, whoa, sir, you know, the series. He has a name. Baby Yoda? Yeah, baby yeah. Grogu. Excuse me. Excuse Don't me. Don't disrespect yeah, sorry. him. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not trying to disrespect Grogu. But yeah, and I, I think it was when episode two came out and then, then they had that um, all the side characters soar and pop up. And I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is really going yeah. overboard for me. And I was just like the writing from the first episode. I was like, mm, okay, maybe maybe it gets better over time. Maybe I just got to give it another chance. Um, but then it started rapidly going downhill. And the whole thing with Quan Ha was just like, what were you thinking? What were you thinking in making an entire series where you have like these peripheral characters that absorb so much screen time and you don't even actually get Master Chief stuff out of the Master Chief? It's just, yeah, unacceptable. All right, here's what got me. So I am pretty casual whenever it comes to spinoffs. Like, I enjoy good Krypton. I enjoy good Gotham. I don't mind a what-if story on the side. Sure. And that's what the series became to me. Because I wanted a core title, but that is not what this is. And I've accepted that. I've made my peace. i moved on. But one, some of the things that really throw me is how robotic they make the Spartans later on in the series. Like, like in the, I haven't seen the newest episode. But the latest episode that I did see ends with, was a blue team? basically hunting down master chief because master chief's gone rogue i'm like yeah they did that what halo 4 halo 5 whatever i'm okay with that uh because master chief always he finishes the fight he does what what he feels you know like he has feelings even though he's a killing machine is he smart about it no he's always been kind of questionable whenever he does some of his decision making but that's why he's got cortana there to kind of even him out even though she doesn't always make the best choices but it always (laughs) works out in the end yeah agreed and this cortana is not helping early she's not like i guess they still have like a relationship forming in this early days cortana's with chief but it doesn't seem to matter that she's there even though cortana is literally like main character number two in all the halos is always cortana and chief 
you know, they're the they're the team. And then Arbiter shows up as like the kind of like the weird uncle that you just love having at the party. <laughs> and, With a sultry yeah. Keith David voice. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. And then the side characters kind of pop in, like Sergeant Johnson and all of them, and you're like, cool, cool, cool. In this, it's like we have so many side characters popping in and getting so much spotlight that mm-hmm. whenever we do get like the strong scenes of blue team taking down master chief i'm like why are they doing this like it's silver team so oh, silver this team is, this is right. not my blue team okay <laughs> is blue team from fall of reach maybe yes well, yeah okay. blue team is chief's original like team in that like i think consisted of him kelly linda and fred okay i read the books like 10 years ago so it's just like i have all this halo knowledge just like soaking in the back but right. I don't know. It just lost me because like, I, you don't, I wouldn't expect that to be the Spartans that robotic. They're not the clone troopers from episode three. They're not going to instantly like even like my wife, Jana pulled on. She's like, Oh, they're pulling a clone trooper. Like it's order 66 or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, it is. She's not wrong. She's not. And that's what's so fucking dumb about the whole situation. And it's it, like they, and, and I talk, I talk, so I'm not going to keep repeating myself, but they completely missed the point of what a Spartan is or like who Halsey was like, yes, there was some indoctrination. Yes. There was some like mental programming that undergoes, but like really when we talk about like programming for Spartans, it only goes as far as like, let's turn them into soldiers. And then from there, yeah, like they are living weapons because of what was done to their bodies in order to handle the Mjolnir armor, which is another reason why they never fucking take it off is because their bodies have been augmented to such a degree that that, that armor is like a second skin to them. And, and, you know, exactly like you were saying, like, they, you know, it sounds cool. Like I will, I, I will say that the sound design when the Spartans are like thunking or they're walking down like metal hallways, that's cool. They look imposing, they look intimidating. And like, there's one, like that scene that you're talking about where they start hunting down chief. And then one of the other Spartans, who's kind of like, she's going through her borderline emotional crisis. Cause she took out her, you know, emotional suppressor chip. She takes off her helmet and the other dude's ordered to neutralize her. And he like thunks her on the head with his gauntlet and you hear just metal on metal because they're all just basically a bunch of wolverines running around yeah some of that is cool like little little bits of of that show shine through i mean like okay yeah maybe they did give a little bit more thought to it but all in all it's just they they missed so much of what makes these characters who they are and it's like i don't mind if you're going to want to try and take the concept of halo and put it into a game of thrones world but for if you're going to do that Hire actors who can back that up. Hire writers you can back that up. Because really, if anybody who should be fired, it's the writers. And guess what? They were fired. And now they're bringing in the actual Game of Thrones people, like one of the directors who did the show to do season two. So You know what I think would save this? Bring in the Covenant as like another Game of Thrones faction. Like oh, yeah. we've all seen Game of Thrones. Like it's always about intermoving between the different houses. We're like, oh, what's going on on this side? What's going on on this side? What's in this castle? If we can, instead of checking in with Quan Ha and checking in with Soren every other episode, I'd rather check in with uh, the minister of whatever. Like, I don't know what they, yeah. they call the prophets. Mercy, they always have crazy regret. names. Yeah. yeah. Like regret, whatever. Like, truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truth. The voice yeah. of the covenant. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, Get in there, see what they are actually doing. Like, were they all down for I don't know, no, Nave, do you know about this? One of the main characters, I don't even remember her name, but she is a human that was kidnapped by the Covenant, trained by one of the prophets in like an indoctrination, like cultist type thing to make her basically think the great journey is the the key to like the whole universe. Like she becomes a part of their religion. 
they then put her in as a double agent to get like the artifact or get chief or something like that. I don't remember the details. It doesn't matter. They send her basically back to amongst the humans. And they even like talk crap, like, uh, don't forget your place. You're one of us, you know, like that. And she's like, I'll always be an alien covenant for life. And then a day of hanging out with the human, she's like, dang, like, maybe oh, humans ain't so bad. Guys, <laughs> aren't that bad. That's yeah. crazy. It's like, yeah, McKee. Yeah. That character, like she, out of all of the ridiculous writing that they have in the show and the very, very shoddy character development that they have, she is probably one of the more believable performances as well as like her her actual character itself has a little bit of nuance but then they kind of like i mean are, are we doing spoilers in yeah the full show? Spoilers. okay so like i mean and then they kind of like throw all of that under the bus by having her and master chief have sex and i'm just like <laughs> yeah and it was they didn't they didn't even give us a sexy scene they didn't even give us a, a hot scene it was just like no like they they like go to bed and then they wake up next to each other naked and i was like okay it's like a gta cool. cutscene. exactly oh, so they cuddled. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah they cuddled they cuddled us you, you can explain it away but i guess they were trying to stick to that pg-13 realm even trying though that like, actual <laughs> master chief woke up like i think yeah. i'm pregnant things change so much in the future oh no yeah yeah no i i hated that so much but then like they kind of invalidate her character because of like the the sexualization that's that happens there and it's like and then and then she's like one bad thing happens to her after her and chief have supposedly this very deep bond because the two of them are like the two humans who can like have knowledge of the halo or they can interact with the forerunner artifacts and and so they kind of have this like mental connection and then like chief has to go off and do something and then she gets tased and then she's like fuck humans this is bullshit like i'm going back to the yeah. covenant and i'm just like again no one is making consistent decisions on either the production or the writing in the show across the board. Because I'm curious, well, has anyone played? Oh, well, sorry, not to cut. Who, who's off? Who's that? Uh, no, you, you can you can go. I was just going to mention because we have been talking about this and a lot of the things that are happening in the show, which by the way I have not watched and will never watch, uh, line up a lot with. I don't know. I think it was Halo Four. There was a side series where you play as like a completely different Spartan team. And about Locke? No, it wasn't Locke. So it was either Halo 4 or Halo 5, but it was like completely separate missions under a whole different team of Spartans under like Palmer. And oh, Spartan Ops? Maybe? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was Spartan Ops because each week they had like a little mini oh, yeah. episode. Yeah, and it was Spartan Ops. And I remember when that first came out, people were talking mad like shit about it, but I, I had a good time like watching the little TV shows and playing the missions. And I'm listening to y'all talk about that Halo series. And I'm like, I feel like if they just wanted to do something like that, and either have Master Chief as like a kind of extra character on the side doing things in the background, people maybe wouldn't be as mad because I felt like it worked overall what they did with that little story they had going on. Like they had a guy kidnapped and then Halsey was like in the background hacking stuff and, you know, being all clandestine. They had a character um, that was just a scientist get kidnapped by the Covenant instead of raised. So they were forcing him to find out stuff about the Halos. And I felt like it it fit kind of clean as far as what everything was happening story-wise. Well, I haven't seen it either, and I was like listening to them talk about like the Covenant uh, traitor or whatever you just said, and it it, it sounds kind of goofy until you think about it because it's something that I've always thought about. Like, as far as factions are concerned, that would be a really interesting like kind of Game of Thrones thing. But you could you don't even have to introduce the Covenant; you could just keep it human. Because I mean, even though we are at a, gal- a war at a galactic scale, do you think humans just all of a sudden are kumbaya against this giant? 
uh, evil force. No, we're we're still going to be uh, Biden and Trumping it up down here. Like there's still people yeah. on Earth and Reach and all kinds of cities. There's so many conflicts that can be explored. And where are yeah. the Covenant? Uh, where are the Covenant? Um, pro like was it protesters? The ones that think that maybe the maybe that religion is correct. You would think that a, there are some people who would be duped by that. Like there, there are yeah. humans that would want to fight for the covenant. Like I want to go on the great journey. For sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, where is the like the info or the psycho warfare from the yeah. covenant, basically yeah. marketing to the the dumb the dumb humans, saying like, hey, uh, the marines are bad. Maybe you guys should go on the great journey with us. Okay. And the humans would be work. down for it. It would one hundred percent work. Alex Jones brute. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> we already Halo already has an Alex Jones and it's whatever the fucking grunt's name is that runs the problem. Yes, in infinite, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that dude was awesome. <laughs> no, but if, if E.T. comes down and says, Hey, we're gonna I have a space religion and I want you to come into space with me, I might be down to go to space with E.T. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent unitology vibes. Let me just heaven gates this up off. real quick. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, you're 100% right, Dave. I mean, like they have the whole thing about, you know, they, they have a whole book on it, the Cole Protocol that kind of explores like the insurrection and everything, the conflict that happens, you know, in the UNSC. And I think a large part of what they're scared of is trying to save money for like the budget. It's crazy. They spent like 10 million an episode in that ballpark for each of these episodes. And for that kind of money and the kind of CG that we got for this show is, I, I don't know where it went. I don't know where all that money went, and I'm and I'm very sad because it could have gone to us, and we could have made something so much better. But <laughs> I I think that yeah, at the at the end of the day, a lot of the you know the shortfalls was that they had someone very inexperienced run the show, and um, it really it really comes out. Well, this might be a little sad. spicy, but honestly, I'm gonna keep watching. Like I really? just love the Halo universe. I don't care like if they do a full Avatar: The Last Airbender or Aragon and just goof it up completely. But <laughs> I'm it. gonna watch and just see where it goes. I respect it. You know, maybe maybe it'll get better. Maybe the second seat, like, hey, because I know there were shows out there, you know, back in the day. I mean, hell, you, you look, you think about any Star Trek, any season one of those shows. Oh, season one Seinfeld is terrible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely borked. But you know, as soon as you get in the character, you know, the different actors kind of really understand their character better. I just think that we're at the point of video game movies and video game, you know, TV or whatever we got. I don't know if there's been that many video game TV shows out there that come to the top of my mind. But at least with video game movies, we have a very high standard that's been set by the one and only sonic the hedgehog that we're like if you can't live up to at least that don't fucking make don't this production him. that's a really weird way to pronounce the original mortal Kombat movie oh, <laughs> we got some competition Yo, that movie was good though i like that movie i i i fuck with that movie i quote that movie yep. so much it pisses everyone off it's so annoying i hyped it up for all my fucking younger friends and whenever they came over and watched it they're like what the fuck is this this is terrible this looks awful this is great like, yeah i was like fucking three when this was made <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but God. then we play magic and we, and someone always goes it has begun <laughs> and right before something <laughs> terrible happens i'm like i told you dude it's a quotable ass movie all right does anybody have any more meat points for the halo series or halo reach before we take our break and hit our final words well if i could say anything to our our beautiful wonderful listeners if you if you have played the halo games and you like the halo games if you like anything halo at all don't watch this. But if you've already seen this show and you don't know anything about the games, have fun. Have a ball. Just know that it's nothing like the series, the the, the games. And now I'm talking to the ugly ones. <laughs> <laughs> All you ugly listeners out there, you're heard. 
I'm with you. <laughs> I don't exclude you guys. I hope you feel seen. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm All sure right. they have great personalities. <laughs> and let's with that. Let's oh, take a quick traumatized break. Traumatized again. Let me just. All right, do you guys need a break? Or are you ready to hit the final words and close up? Hey, let's 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 get it. Let's keep moving along. Did we get right. into infinite? Were we going to talk about infinite? You, you I don't had, remember. You had infinite on your list. I yeah, I mean, no, and we're back. Yeah, I had infinite on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I just put it up there because like the new battle passes out. I got it, and I complete all my weekly challenges, and I'm just having fun. Like my final mm-hmm. challenge, like okay. I think they got better making the challenges. Because I was like, they better not have something dumb for the weekly challenge, which is like get two mongoose splatter kills or something like that. That I'm going to spend five matches getting. But it was like, get like 75 point or was it 7,500 points in team tactical. And I'm like, that's 75 kills. Nice. I can get 75 kills in team tactical. Easy. You know, and I had a good time playing that. Like I just did that on my own, just knocking out matches. Yeah, we we have a, a solid group that we play infinite together, and and we would um, we would jump into Tax Slayer and have a whole fun. We, we have one of the guys that plays with us, Concho. He's a CS:GO player, and every time that we like we would try to like play uh, Tax Slayer, we try to get him in the, in on the party because he will clean house with most of these so fools that are in Halo because it's just like two two different games. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I love that. So, but would you say that Lone Wolves is a is a worthy addition in terms of is it worth people's time who have fell off of a Halo multiplayer? I don't know. I, I feel like I almost can't say this one because I'm not a fan of battle royale games in general. I'd rather them bring back Breakout or even like Griffball, like oh, yeah. any Ooh, of the classic ball. modes. Like That's that I get mode, though. they're trying to establish a good foothold for Halo in this new gaming environment where everybody's playing their Fortnites and their Rainbow Sixes their counter-strikes they want to be like hey man look at this like you can get out there and be a pro gamer if you want to fight fight for that chicken dinner and i'm just like nah man i'd rather play breakout just let me jump in there with my team and play halo like halo is kind of meant to be played exactly like i love rumble pit but rumble pit is a fiesta game mode like there's only so much skill execution when you're getting shot by three different people one time while you're trying to get the last shot on another guy that's being shot by three other people and it's basically like i don't know like a bar fight because that's what it feels like just everybody's going everywhere or the classic uh or the classic free-for-all move of wait till both of their shields are down yeah there you bop, go bop, taking both, both of them that's it that's what i'm talking about like because it's just still not have the everything same. like merged together as far as all of the game modes. So it's like, oh, I get a mission that says I have to get kills with the oddball or I have to take certain areas and, you know, like domination. And then you go into that game mode and they have yeah. 10 different things mixed in. And of course, the one thing you want never pops up. Yes and no. They've split up some of them. Uh, a lot of them are still in big groups, but there's a couple standouts like King of the Hill, uh, Fiesta, SWAT. Like those are on their own playlist now. Okay, nice. But. If you want to get a capture of the flag one, good luck. Ugh. There's no team objective. You just have to go either quick play or ranked or big team battle in hope that maybe you get capture the flag. <laughs> it's sketchy too because it's like get 25 kills in Team Slayer and you have to go specifically to Team Slayer even though whenever you play uh, fucking, I don't know, any other game mode, SWAT is Team Slayer. It says Slayer when you go in, right? Or does it say SWAT now? No, because it's Tactical Slayer. So it's like why... I don't know. Yeah, they should really widen that. They should widen three, four, that. Three, three, yeah. come on. It's bad. Yeah. Well, uh, anything more for Infinite, or is it time for Final Words? Yeah, I'm good on Infinite. I think it's time for Final Words, my I'm guy. I'm having yeah. fun. All right. I'm having fun. 
Yeah, I'll step in for my final words first, and then we'll pass it around. Halo Reach is what I would say the perfect beginner Halo, because all the other Halos, like one through three, are so good and all that. But if I just grab somebody off the street and they're like, no, I've never heard of Halo before. What's that? And I'm like, it is a sci-fi experience. I would hand them Halo Reach and be like, start here. Not that like one through three are bad or anything like that, but there's a lot of baggage that comes with two and three. Not really one. One, you could just jump in, but it's old. But two and three, you're like, whoa, there's weird zombie aliens and a giant squid alien is talking to me. And like, and it's like, who's Arvid? Like it starts this whole thing where in Halo Reach, it's like aliens bad, humans good, finish the fight, whatever, go shoot and people die along the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I would recommend Halo Reach to anybody any time of the day. It I don't think it's my favorite Halo. That's still Halo 3. But Halo Reach is so strong. It might be number two. But Philip, they made Halo 1 first. <laughs> I don't care. You guys own Halo 1. Don't. I don't know. We had this huge argument about Yakuza before. He's like, I'm not playing Yakuza 0 because they made Yakuza 1 first. I'm like... But yeah. Yakuza Zero is a prequel, yeah. dog. You gotta start from ground yeah. zero. <laughs> you gotta play that first. All right. So I recommend the game. It's on Game Pass, Machine Collection. Go try it. Uh, who wants next? I'll go, I guess. I can't believe how much, not only just fun or nostalgia, but how much I took in from this game whenever we played it. I didn't remember. I knew the soundtrack slapped. I knew the game was fun. I knew the characters were awesome. But it's like everything was just amplified when I was looking for things to critique things to analyze like i was kind of going into this thinking i think i'm going to try and be the negative guy because i know everyone's going to gush about this guy about, about this game but i think i was probably the most positive <laughs> out of everyone I, I i don't i don't think i said a negative thing about this entire fucking game except for who the make a story about that dude who shot cat <laughs> please but it's like was driving my car uh i was driving my car back from work and thinking on the highway I think Halo Reach might be my favorite Halo campaign. I think this game beats out Halo 3. I think Halo 3 is the game I love the most, like as an overall package, as a nostalgic feeling and a thing to go back to and play. But the experience of Halo Reach, I don't think it ever gets topped. Like I have a friend, Dontre, who doesn't really like Halo. He's played Halo 1, Halo 3, Halo Reach. He plays Infinite every now and then. But it's like... He was talking to me about, yeah, Halo Reach is obviously the best game. It's the better game. I'm like, no, you're just saying that because you weren't there. It's obviously Halo 3. Halo 3 is the better game. But now I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm only saying that because I was there. And everyone around outside of that fucking bubble, that small little bubble that was there for Halo 3's pre-release and all of that stuff, that hype machine, that the one of the biggest that's ever happened for a video game and that probably ever will happen. Maybe that is blinding me to how amazing halo reach turned out to be and it's such a great co-op game the master chief collection with all the baggage that it had from, uh, from its beginning launch it is an impeccable package to have you to you you should just subscribe to game pass just for the master yeah. chief collection because there's so much awesome yeah. value there but as a co-op experience it is hard to recommend anything more highly than halo reach i don't understand how i came out of this looking uh as positively towards this game as i did but it's well i do want to interject that the second we finished halo reach we then launched halo 3's halo mission the, the finale mm -hmm. and we went to go try some war dogs <laughs> right after hell yeah that's awesome oh, it was so fun <laughs> and like we because i don't remember what why oh, we were going to we try that? out the, we the, the new co-op skull, co right? skull we're like hey how do the co-op skulls work with three players because we had a third and then we were like let's just play halo do you guys know about no, the new what co -op is that skulls? 
Oh, man. Okay, so there are two skulls. One that if a co-op partner dies, then the other one gets uh, super powered. Like, they do a whole lot of extra damage. That one's kind of hard to notice is happening. But the other one is it completely warps the game around the skull. Uh, a master one person blaster. has no shield. One person has no shields, and they have infinite ammo. And the other person has three times over shield, but they can't shoot. Wow. Oh, so he's got a body block and protect. That's pretty cool. I like that. That is really cool. I mean, you can melee. It's very oh, army okay. of two. Oh, hey. So you, you can melee. Sounds like a, you can sounds use like a job well. for me. Once more into the fray. Just start swinging <laughs> on people. But here's the thing. After so many uh, pe- like characters die, players, teammates, uh, allies, whatever, it switches. So you guys okay. swap roles. And it will happen oh. in mid-combat. It doesn't wow. matter. No, with no, suddenly you have no shield, and then you're in the middle of trying to shoot a grunt, and it just fucking hits you with one uh, plasma shot dead it's very funny (laughs) well that obviously that sounds amazing for like two people but it's like how does that work with three and the way it works with three is one person is always normal and it is just switching around Mm -hmm. so one person's super strong one person's super tanky one just normal dude running around and so and it's it feels random i don't think there was like a rotation yeah it felt random and uh we ended up getting in the warthogs at the end just Riding to our heart's content. And we oh, had a yeah. perfect... This was so the fun, stupidest dude. part. Yeah. We, I had a perfect run where I cleared the whole thing, got to the ramp at the end with Nave in my back as my gunner, and I was like, T, and I just nosed oh, yeah. off the cliff. Yes, it just sir. fell to my death. And Nave's like, what happened? We didn't make it? And I'm like, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. And then we spent <laughs> the next 30 minutes, we could not beat Halo for some reason. And we found out <laughs> it was because of another skull we turned on. <laughs> Which quadruples explosion range or like strength or something like that? Oh my god! And yeah, the thing so was, all of the yeah, the mini projectiles and all the explosions that were just coming up from the ground, like you could, there was no visual like for them, but we were just getting weird shock waves bouncing us around, and we couldn't see what it was. And I don't know, we just got lucky the first time, but from then on. Like, we were even splitting up in different warthogs. We had, like, three different hogs going at once. And <laughs> none of us were making it to the end. We oh finished God. eventually, but it was it was a trek. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, you would just randomly stop because of an explosion that you couldn't see. And it's, like, we, I would be driving my warthog. Phil would be in front. I'd go around a corner in those little donut buildings that you drive through. And then Phil would just be stationary. <laughs> and I would just drive past him. And he's just like, oh, my God. And he just can't move because he keeps getting exploded by the flood it's it's so funny and also with that skull on one person always has one and one person always has no shield so you would just get shot by a sentinel beam for a second and you just die and it's just like oh my god and now i can't respawn because everyone's driving warthogs (laughs) so good all right who would like to take final words next for old reach snag this one snag this one yeah so just overall i mean of course we talked about how great halo reach is i would just love to throw more on top of that because we talked about the soundtrack just the music itself i agree with 100 percent. if you're ever feeling stressed out if you just have some work you need to get done if you're trying to get a nasty pump at the gym just throw on the halo soundtrack especially halo reach and that'll really get you there if you're trying to hit a pr put on that halo reach soundtrack and you'll be lifting up 315 in no time. but <laughs> Just throwing the plates yeah, Just up. knocking them all around. But ultimately, though, uh, I mean, the story hits just in a, a crazy way. Those Dirty Dozen stories, I really love talking about something like Star Wars Rogue One. So it just really fits well being able to see these characters interact with each other, you know, feel like that real kind of warrior family soldier group. And then unfortunately watching them kind of fall one by one along the way. Um, and then I know we didn't talk about it a whole lot, but just... The fact that it was Bungie's last multiplayer and it kind of heralded the beginning of the end for multi when it comes to 
the armor situation you're able to spawn in with things like armor lock or you know the bubbles stuff that traditionally in halo 3 you would pick up off the field like a powerful gun and then use it but just starting off with it did sell the loadouts exactly those loadouts really started to kind of sell the multi a little bit because i felt it a lot in four and five but ultimately i still feel like when it comes to the actual rankings of the games i think i would agree halo reach if not my number two is definitely in my top three as far as halos i I can't really tell if i like it more than three they're probably neck and neck um but just ultimately if you once again grab somebody off the street if you throw halo reach in their hands then they have to finish with a giant smile on their face well said speaking about the soundtrack uh you guys heard about the halo 2 like the two brand new songs in the anniversary edition you guys know about those two songs for the halo 2 soundtrack well, everybody knows burn internet, burn internet, burn from Halo 2. Yeah, well, uh, so Breaking Benjamin and Incubus both wrote songs for the yep. Halo 2 soundtrack, but they couldn't get the rights to those two songs for the remake. So they had to rewrite songs. The main reason why I know this is because uh, one of my favorite bands, Periphery, uh, their guitarist uh, wrote one of the songs. And, it's, and I think he was the guitar on the second song, but I don't think he That's wrote that part. But – the main thing is, is that these songs fucking fuck. <laughs> these yeah. songs are great. Hell yeah, that's awesome. So they're they're all on Spotify. So like you were saying, getting pumps at the gym. I fucking listen to these songs all the fucking time because they're so good. Uh, specifically, they're on the Halo Two Anniversary soundtrack on Spotify. They're called "Breaking the Covenant," which is um, it's it that's hits so title. hard. That's a crazy. Breaking title the too. Covenant, <laughs> and then "Follow in Flight" takes place. Uh, is the one where the incubus song was taken out so follow in flight which um next time you're playing halo 2 anniversary play that uh mission where you're flying the band as an arbiter you fly the banshees around uh play that mission and listen to the how amazing it feels with that music playing i think you can swap because you just press the select button and you swap between anniversary graphics and regular graphics in real time mm-hmm. i think the original soundtrack is still intact on the old game so you can just hear the difference in tone with the music but is go listen to Breaking the Covenant, everyone. It's amazing. It's as close as you can get to like hardcore prog metal without having to listen to a screaming singer because that's always what puts people off. It is hardcore. Better than the Breaking Benjamin song. I'm absolutely. Ooh, I'm, wow, okay. that's big news. About to say. That's, that, that's, a, that's a big call out because I was going to say, you know, for my closing arguments that like Halo Reach is definitely up there for me in terms of my favorite halo games personally for me i know that it's you know this this might be controversial but how i would rank them for my feelings is halo 2 3 and then reach um in that order but i i think that the yeah that breaking benjamin song at the end of two there's not a lot of video game moments that outclass you just absolutely blowing the heads off of elites and just just slamming into the backs of hunters while you're listening just breaking benjamin like guitar just riffs in the background you're like oh my god i'm a god i'm master chief but yeah this this game as a whole is just such a sweet and poignant send-off for bungie to to the title i can't really say much more than you guys have already covered because i mean just everything from from the character designs to the dialogue to the lighting to the set pieces and you know the the animation the rigging that's that goes on in this show is just second to none and 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 really it's it one of those things that has to be experienced at least once if if you're a fan of halo if you're a fan of anything halo and you haven't played reach go out and play it because it is it is a must play that needs to you know at the very least be added to your back catalog but 
yeah so i can't i can't wait to to get back into this is gonna make me go back through like you guys said and get back into halo 3 and probably do at least a, a single player run through of that game just to recapture that i really think that reach and odst were kind of gifts that we didn't anticipate because i remember finishing halo 3 and seeing like after you you know you you set off the arc and everything and, and you kind of escape at the end of that game and then you, you land back on earth and then they have the very end that little thank you note from bungie and the developers and you're like oh my god is this the last halo that we're ever going to get and that's i think what they were setting up to be because i think at that time bungie was trying to you know be acquired by microsoft before that kind of devolved into a whole mess but yeah this was a this was a game that we almost never got and i'm eternally grateful that we did so yeah go play it one thing we Excellent. forgot to mention is that if you get all of the missions and you line them up uh, no. uh, from the end to the <laughs> beginning it spells out reach will fall mm, yep really yeah as a this sounds like another nicole's dead situation but exactly. that one's actually exactly real. what it is, yeah. <laughs> Let me it's look at the titles. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's <laughs> <all in. laughs> I was about to say, I was like, Nicole's dead situation is real. I was like, oh, they had this one too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I want to take this moment to thank old Will and Nick from Friday Night Gamescast. Thanks, boys. Thank yep. you. Thanks for having us on. Definitely appreciate you having us on. And with that, Nave, what are we playing next week? RuneScape, maybe, maybe, I don't know. My friend uh, who listens to the show makes fun of us because we always say, oh, we're probably going to play this and then just fucking Halo Reach instead. We named, I named like six games at the end of last episode. Play Halo Reach completely, not even the, <laughs> I even, Mitch specifically yeah. got on my way to go, I don't want us to get shooter fatigue. So I don't, I feel bad recommending a shooter and then Halo Reach, maybe. At least it was fun. <laughs> oh no, I was thinking like, we'll play RuneScape just so we can play Gears of War on the side yes. and sneak that one in. Yes. I was I was joking around about RuneScape, but Philip is getting addicted. He's way farther along really? than I am. Are you, you guys playing Rabbit Hole, Philip? Okay, so yeah, like I forced Nave into Morrowind when we played Morrowind co-op, okay. and like I know that game is a chore to play, and yeah. so I'm like, all right, RuneScape is old, but I'm going to stretch all my gaming muscles. I'm gonna channel my my Quake narrative reading skills i'm gonna like look into like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna try and get as many of these quests done as i can i'm gonna level my skills maybe i'll start botting who knows get the full experience yeah. get banned like whatever you do in like i'm gonna curse and chat till they ban me so once again thanks for joining us this week co-op partners maybe next time we can all go karate chop some emus in the throat let's do it <laughs> or shoot your friend out of a pelican <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> bye see you guys bye